Attention, this is a matter of national security. After a meteorite crashed into the New Jersey Turnpike, the following digital audio transmission from the You Watch I Listen podcast was intercepted by NASA scientists in the year 2019. The You Watch I Listen podcast is about to start. Sit down, listen close, and try not to die. The You Watch I Listen podcast starts now. Home Depot uh, in Kansas had to be evacuated for a bomb threat. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, take it out, take it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, suck it nice and slow. A <laughs> couple other really funny news stories. Kenny G. Who the fuck is Kenny G? The fucking clarinet player. Oh, suck it nice. <laughs> what did he do wrong? He's being Charles Manson all weird. In the middle of it, he cuts her off and goes, Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, take it out, take it Dude, out. Dude, now I see why people followed Charles Manson. He was very straightforward. Yeah, he had the right idea. It's time for the You Watch I Listen podcast, and always remember, don't sniff it, just do it. Alright. Hey boys. Hello. Hi guys. What's up? It's a really beautiful Wednesday out, isn't it? terrible. Sure is. Uh, well, this is episode 73 of You Watch I Listen. Uh, the date of recording is October 16th, just a few days away, or a couple, I guess a week and a half from Halloween, um, continuing our... Uh, Horror movie every episode. It's terrible. Um, I haven't been too harsh on you. I just, I just don't like horror. You're wearing a horror, like, horror, yeah, you shirt are wearing right a horror now. movie. No, shirt. I'm saying you're there's like an alien shirt. Yeah, but like I'm talking about like that's a classic. I'm talking like, like I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't seek out horror. The only time I watch horror is the stuff that you guys recommend. Sure, which sure. is like, maybe I can, I can understand that. Like yeah, I don't seek out rom coms, but if I hear there's one that's really good, I probably won't watch it. I just, I just, I just like dumb action or like really good action or like just dumb. I like dumb. Okay, dumb. Pretty good. Is that why you like yourself so much? You until very recently. Never saw Rambo. That's, That's true. Cool. That's pretty crazy. I mean, and then I watched them on. I love. He never saw Die Hard until recently yeah. too. Yeah, it was pretty so good. You, you were like a neglected. Uh uh, moron. No, here's the like, I, I, like, but like, I didn't have like an older brother. No, that's that's you know what I'm fair. Saying? That's like, fair. And, I, and like a lot of my friends are square before I met you, dudes. And like, yeah, they're like, still pretty square. Yeah, they, they, they they're still shit. They now they won't watch movies from before 2006 because that's Vietnam era. Well, but then Bob just watched Taxi Driver for the first time, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, like, come on. Yeah, but Bob had the itis almost as bad as I did. What about what, no? Because how sick he was. Oh yeah, he was really really sick. But he had bronchitis. You had the fl- oh, you had pneumonia. So he told me at first. He told me it was influenza A. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you could die from that. <laughs> he got mesothelioma. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You maybe do a settlement. <laughs> I'm an ex Navy SEAL and governor. <laughs> 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 the government lined the World Trade Center with mesothelioma. Oh, 
<laughs> All right, so again, this is episode 73 You Watch, I Listen. Um, so before we get started, why don't we say hello to our friends over at BetDSI, because ladies and germs, it is NFL season. Yes, it is. MLB postseason is in full swing. The Nationals have advanced to the World Series. NBA season is about to start. Nothing weird happening with the NBA right now. No, not at uh, all. Some big fights coming up, and a lot of you like betting on the fights. You like betting on the games. You like betting on uh, the quarters in the games and the innings in the games. And I'm sure you've used a ton of other sports books, but there's only one that you really should be using. And what place is that, Taylor? It is BetDSI. And there's a couple reasons why you should choose BetDSI, and that's because BetDSI has been paying winners for over 20 years and are the top-rated on betting review sites. BetDSI gives you the opportunity to use your sports knowledge to make some extra cash. BetDSI has one of the most user-friendly interfaces and mobile sites, so you can do it right on your phone. BetDSI also has the fastest payouts in the industry. It's simple, guys. You play, you win, and you get paid, and then maybe you'll get laid. BetDSI offers options uh, for betting on everything. Bet on MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL, UFC, boxing, and all other major sports. But get this. You can bet on politics. You can bet on reality TV, and you can bet on esports. Virtually everything. This is your chance to try live betting at BetDSI, where you can bet on the games from start to finish, in-game betting, every play and every minute until the end. Now listen to this, guys, because this is the important part. If you go sign up on BetDSI right now and use promo code YWIL and make your first deposit, you will get a 100% bonus match. That's more than double your money to start winning immediately. Taylor and I play there ourselves, and we recommend BetDSI to add some extra excitement to the sports you love or any other sports you're watching. So once again, go to BetDSI.com, use promo code YWIL, make your first deposit, and you'll get this 100% bonus offer. But get this, one more thing for you guys, you'll get a free $25 wager to test the waters. So don't miss out and go make some extra cash this betting season because it's only a game until you bet it at BetDSI. Badass. Yeah, yeah, so how was everyone's week? Uh, it's just been, I don't know, it's just whatever. Yeah, it's actually no. It was pretty cool because I I, I went on an adventure on Saturday. Yeah, you had um uh, a romantic adventure. I had a nice. I, it was pretty solid. First oh, day. dude, what was his name? I was waiting for. I was about to say like I'm not. It was be so the one funny to, when he did to me I, the other day, dude. <laughs> I wasn't gonna be the one to make a gay joke because I knew Josh was waiting to see if I was gonna pass up the alley oop opportunity. But where was the n- joke? <laughs> True, because of your uh, questionable uh, uh, taste in men. <laughs> No, but seriously, so you went on this romantic excursion, if yeah, you will. Yeah, it was fun. Um, you went on a little trek. It was a nice little journey. So you stepped outside your comfort zone. It took about an hour and a half. Hour and a half. But sometimes that's better because it's weird how just an hour and a half difference can make the difference in a personality with some people. Like the cultures from our little hole in the West Melford area, Pompton area, yeah, right. to being in New York City, the mindsets are entirely different. And then the way, now like, I, like we went to Long Island, so like that was pretty cool. She showed me her hometown. And then like where we were hanging out in, uh, in Newport Village, we were hanging out and there's three different weddings all taking their like 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 their photos and shit all around the harbor and then like you know and you then even plugged in josh to your ipad yeah oh are you no maybe not sure the way take a look oh okay now i see it um but yeah so like we're walking like we're like watching all these people take all their photos and stuff and i go you know i mean like i, I feel kind of left out like is there like a courthouse around here somewhere we can like kind of get that like get this taken care of and Man, she looked at you me could have fucked wait, that up. wait 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 <laughs> and she goes oh yeah it's right down there and she stands up and calls my bluff oh good for her she yeah. called you stupid instantly yeah, she's pretty smart much. yeah no, she's, she's uh, the she, last yeah, one yeah she's pretty cool <laughs> let's, just, uh, let's just not 
Uh, right. But no, yes, I, I, yes, I was just I'm implying that smarter than the last one. Okay. Josh, how about you? How was your uh, last week? Uh, pretty okay. Just just uneventful. Just, just uneventful. Just, just Nothing really happened. Normal yeah, shit. Yeah, I mean, I watched some movies in the last couple of weeks. I saw Toy Story four. Yeah. That was actually really really good. Yeah. I because I liked three, but the way people hyped it up, I was a little disappointed. You've been trashing it for a while. I thought now. it was I thought it was good three, but people were like, oh, it'll make you cry. It's so emotional. I was like, yeah. Like Is it? four was awesome, and it was actually like genuinely like emotional. I yep. was surprised at how much I liked see, it. See, I didn't see four yet, but I was like that like three specifically like the way the way it ended. It was perfect for me. I don't, I, like I don't know. I, I, I still dude, haven't I'm seen telling four you, yet, four but. was was perfect, and it was a better send off than three was. Okay. If, I guess if this is a send off, and Keanu Reeves is awesome in it because he's fucking Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Reeves. Like, how can like, you go wrong with Keanu Reeves? Yeah, right. There's some other stuff. Oh, um, I, I told you about it, but um, Succession season two just ended, and I if you guys are not watching this show. And Taylor, I, you even more so because it's very Aaron Sorkin like. Uh, it's I, the writing. I'm like halfway through the first season, but also I tried to. Ca- I've been catching up with Breaking Bad and El Camino. Of course, and stuff, yeah. So. We'll talk about that in a no, minute. No, I know that. Yeah. Um, but Secession, I think by next next season, about halfway through, it's going to get to that moment where it's like one of the most talked about shows, kind of like it took. Two seasons with Game of Thrones, two seasons with Breaking Bad, Sopranos, where it was building this momentum to this point because the show is—it's so smart, it's so funny. Something that just happened on the in real life happened on the show this season. Like, so it was literally instead of uh, art imitating reality, it was reality imitating art. Even based on the people, it's based on because Secession's loosely based on the Murdoch family. Yeah, um, yeah I, I definitely watched something else, and I'm just oh, I watched Brightburn. It was. What a cool concept, but what a fucking letdown. Like, yeah. a, a horror movie about Superman becoming evil. Like, you can't really go wrong really? with that kind of concept. Where <laughs> I, I, I heard, I've heard a lot of mixed reviews. I heard people absolutely love it and people absolutely hate it. I don't know. And this is coming from, you know, a horror buff, yeah, right? right? Like, someone that loves horror. And I thought the idea of, you know, if Superman came to Earth as a baby and he's raised by his parents and then something different happened. Right. Where his, his ship that he landed in is telling him the opposite of what it did in, in the classic lore of Superman. Yeah, for sure. he becomes evil. Evil, and he—it's like Major Badger from Breaking Bad is actually in it. Badger's the Um, best, dude. I wanted to like it so bad, dude. It was such a disappointing movie. It just—it could have been so good because it looks cool. When you think about that concept of rogue superheroes, like which is why the boys is so good because the boys is entirely about rogue superheroes. That's the next thing. That's probably on my list. Amazon Prime, right? You'll love the boys. I know. You will fucking love it. I love Carl Urban in pretty much anything. To be honest, he's great. Everyone in it's great. Uh, Dennis Quaid's son is one of the main characters. Um, it's uh, Dennis Quaid, the, the, oh, the yeah. talented Quaid, not not Randy, not, <laughs> not the not crazy a... one that t- letting people watch him have sex with his wife on webcam. Well, I was gonna say, wasn't Randy Quaid the one that saved us all? Yes, yeah, it was Independence Day Kingpin. Oh, boys, uh, I'm back. Yeah, yeah, you saved us uh, all. Dude. Another one I watched it was really good. What? Um, so this was going in line with my horror movie every night. It's a new one with uh, the chick from Us, uh, Lapita Noango. She's uh, awesome. She's great. She's great in Twelve Years a Slave. Great in mm-hmm. Us. Um, it's a zombie comedy called Little Monsters. And okay. um, it's it's about like so she's a, a school teacher like kindergartners okay and they go on a field trip when the zombie outbreak is happening that's awesome and Josh Gad is in it who I usually don't like but he was really really funny and it's it, for being all these kids in it it was gory as shit really like it was like an old school Romero zombie movie <laughs> but like it was such a it was so vile with its language like really? he's called he he's called. 
people cunts in front of kids. He told the kid what a douche does if it's an irrigation system for a woman's vagina, and the kid repeats it. Like, and that's a Hulu original too. Okay, dude, it was really funny. I was very impressed with it for being a movie that didn't get a lot of hype. A Little Monsters, I think Josh would actually like that one a lot because, and that chick is awesome. Dude, I, dude, I'm not gonna lie, man. It's it came to the point where like it's almost like overstimulation. I'm a bit overwhelmed trying to like catch up with everything because yeah, like because like, like I hear you talk about secession and like I still need to catch up on the latest season of Barry. I still need to, oh, like yeah, there's so yeah. many different things I have to it, watch. Honestly, I think the two, like the fact I got to El Camino was yeah, enough for me. Let's talk about that for a minute. Like, you know so what I'm wait, saying? Let, like, why don't we do our reviews and we'll talk El Camino? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah for so sure. Before you do your reviews, I need a website. Oh, you need a website, and yeah. you have a new product that you're actually you're promoting, and that's why you want the website. And Taylor, why don't you give him some suggestions? So you said you were thinking about advertising, right? Yeah. Or at least the website for sure. But you definitely yeah. want to advertise that website. So definitely. for both of those things, you should definitely call Lobo Sound now. Lobo Sound's world right now commercial production and website construction in English, Spanish, and Polish made Lobo Sound a fixture in the Chicago radio and digital advertising communities. But Lobo Sound isn't limited to Chicago. Alaska, Atlanta, Toronto, Toledo, Hawaii, New Jersey, New York, Montecino, California. Wherever yep. you are, Lobo Sound has your back. Lobo Sound helps you reach your target market effectively and affordably. Reach you want to reach uh, when you want to reach on all devices and applications. For more information, call Lobo Sound at 630-244-9704. That's 630-244-9704 or visit www.lobosound.com That's www.lobosound.com Mentioned you watch a listen and get a 10% discount. Again, that is 630-244-9704 And thank you to the guys at Lobo Sound. All right, so why don't we get into our reviews? Um, I'll go first. <laughs> yeah, Sky went um, first last week. So you gave me Angels and Airwaves, I Empire, which is their second album. Which I is was, my I was, favorite album. I was really only familiar with the first one. And I remember when the first one came out. I liked the single and I didn't love the rest of the album. So you, so you liked The Adventure, which is the yeah. Big one, yeah, and that then, was their big yeah, song. Right. I thought that was a good single. And then it was, uh, the war, a lot of people knew. If you watch that, what, what was that like? That high school football move, uh, the high school football show that was on MTV, like uh, oh, Friday with, Night Lights. No, 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 but it was like a reality show. Oh, like it was yeah, about yeah, that I know Hoover, about. Yeah, Hoover yeah. High yep, School yep, or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Angels and Airwaves, I Empire, their second album, and it came out, and I think it was like 07, 08. 2006. Um, two, there. Okay, so around there. Um. And I've actually, I, you know, you're pretty, you know, pretty well. I'm not a big Tom DeLonge guy. But I love his old stuff. Pretty I love the big. Old stuff. You know. Um, like the guy yeah. at all. Well, I think he's kind of a douche tool, but he's obviously got some level of talent. And I was actually pretty impressed with this album. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily loved it, but I did enjoy it, and I found it to be a pretty easy listen. Um, you know, the opening track called Arms, I thought was good. It was a good opener. It gave you a good feel what the album was going to sound like. If you were going to listen to a song that was going to introduce you to the Angels and Airwaves sound, Call the Arms to open up the album is perfect. It's nice, yeah. Um, the whole album is mixed incredibly well. It's different than Blink-182 because it touches on different types of harmonies, and it it's a little bit tighter. Plays more like a traditional emo slash rock band, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the thing is that I love about this record is that Tom takes the spectacle. He he likes the yeah. The, there's a lot of pageantry to the sound. I feel like, and, and I like it a lot because he very much you know he's going for the again he's going for that spectacle. He's going yeah. for that awe, awe that awestruck moment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like you, he paints a picture very well with the music he and absolutely the words. Does. That he does. And I, yeah, I, I was going to say that the, the music fits the lyrics very very well. There was only one song on here that I thought was the, the lyrics kind of the the music and that was the set I didn't like everything's magic I didn't hate it it was a two and a half out of five so it wasn't terrible but I thought the lyrics were a little heavy handed and I thought the music was fantastic everything's magic is fun it's a fun it's yeah, a very yeah, upbeat yeah. song like you could dance to it but when 
I listen to the lyrics, I'm like, uh. But then I, I, there's a lot I like on the album. Nothing got lower than a two, and that was Lifeline. That was a two. Again, not a yeah, bad yeah, song. Right, right, right. I had a five on here in Secret Crowds, which I thought was Yo, a fantastic, Secret fantastic Crowds, song. The, the the little breakdown in the part where it's just the drums doing the yeah, do, 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 correct. Do, do, do. By the way, real talk. No one even knows who this uh, that uh, Adam Willard, the original drummer for The Offspring, was the drummer on this yeah, record. No, I actually, I read about that. It was awesome. Um, dude. So then you know, going through the songs, Breathe was a three, Love Like Rockets a three, Sirens a three, Secret Crowds a five, as I just said, Star of Bethlehem a three, True Love I thought was awesome. I gave mm-hmm. that a four. Lifeline a two, uh, Jumping Rooftops was a three. Another song, the last two songs I really liked as well. Right of Spring was a four, and Heaven was a great bookend to the back end of the album uh, with Heaven. Uh, so I gave that a four. Overall, I liked this album way more than I was expecting. I added a bunch of the tracks, almost all of them besides two, to my playlist. Um, it was a very pleasant surprise. It's a very easy listen as someone that... I mean, it always helps when you go in with low expectations. Yeah, right. Um, because my perception of Angels and Airwaves was the opposite of what I actually got out of this album. Uh, I think Tom DeLonge is better fitted at this point in his career for a sound like this rather than going back to Blink-182. Um, yeah, it, exactly. Um, so I'm going to give this album a nice three and a half out of five. I, I was very pleasantly surprised with it. It was a nice, good listen. And yeah, Angels and Airwaves, I Empire, solid listen. Dude. So I would say, like, outside of GBH, that's that, that, that was a given. Yeah. This this is one album I was truly expecting you to absolutely hate. No, it, I I was too. And again, maybe when you have low expectations, it changes it. it. Helps, but yeah. I, I I listened to it probably a solid ten times, um, even at home. Which you know, that's only when I really like actually like an album, and I'm trying to pull back other layers to it and the structure and the production on this album was more or less flawless for what they were trying to do so I'm going to give you props a three and a half out of five sick I'll take that for sure All also right, being the massive and they got new music coming out so I'm yeah, which is really it. cool stoked on it alright so you gave me Red Red Dragon, Dragon the, the original Hannibal Lecter story, the prequel technically and movie timeline to both Hannibal and Silence of the Lambs so this I was not expecting a star-studded cast like this. Dude, I told you, Ray Fiennes, Ed Norton, Anthony Hopkins, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman, by the way, is great he's in this. Great. He's, he's You've good. seen Red Dragon, right, Josh? Of course. He's, oh, he's good at being such like like, just like like the like like the little fly asshole. Like that's what yeah. he is because he's like uh, he's the pop- he's, a, he's a worm. Uh, he's a fucking worm. In he this. reminds me like if like what like if TMZ. Was like a real thing, like yeah. trying to cover Hannibal Lecter. Freddie Leeds. Freddie Leeds. Freddie yeah. Leeds. Yeah. So fucking such a stupid name. Um, other thing is Ed Norton. I I never forget. Uh, outside of Hannibal Lecter, I don't know anyone else's character yeah, name. Ed, Ed Norton. Ed Norton. Plays Will Graham. He needs to stop going after serial killers because he's two for two. <laughs> One where at the first of all, by he's the also way, played serial killers in Primal Fear. Yeah, but like. He, but yeah, I get this what you're isn't saying. primal. Correct, correct. No, so I love how like he's looking through the book and he just sees sweetbreads and he's taking to himself. Then he and connects he, the way that the ki- the, the bodies liver, were the cut kidney. up and that Hannibal Lecter has been aiding him on all this. Uh-huh. I love that opening scene. I it think nice. it's perfect. It's not in the book, but I thought it was a perfect wrinkle to introduce you back to this world of Hannibal Lecter. Definitely, and I like at the second he he puts two and two together, turns uh, he he turns around and then he Hannibal gets stabbed. stabs him. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how Ray finds actually like, like when they're shooting at each other. Creepy was the Tooth Fairy as a villain. Oh my god! I th- again, I told you, I that's love a great Buff- name. I love Buffalo Bill as a villain, but I thought the Tooth Fairy was creepier. Oh, uh, see, okay, so that's what. So you said that, and now thinking about it, honestly, I don't disagree with you, but I would still lean toward well, Buffalo Bill. You don't have Bill. to worry about Buffalo Bill because he just wanted a big fat woman. She a big fat lady. I'm just, You're about a size fourteen. Yeah, but like, <laughs> so, do you need a hand with that? Would you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I still think Buffalo Bill is ten well, times creepier. Yeah, but 
Rafe, like like the Tooth Fairy, is like I am the dragon, dude. Yeah, yeah. That, like, the first thing I thought of was like uh, when I, he has the little psychological battle where he hears his mom yelling at him with the backstory about how he was an abused child. I, I just heard, I heard, uh, I heard Danny's piece of shit brother from season one of Game of Thrones. Now you've released the dragon. Yeah, like that's what I fucking thought of. Yeah, whenever <laughs> someone says the dragon, but um, there's an absolutely it's a it's a it's a heart wrenching scene and it's a fucking crazy scene. Is when the Tooth Fairy has the kid, oh, his son, and his, he starts ridiculing. Him. Him, like he was pissing. ridiculed. Where yeah. he goes, you filthy little beast. Yeah, he's like, and, you really and then, just pissed and yourself. Then he gets defensive of Will's son. Of the kid, it yeah. It was brilliant. Dude, and awesome. It played, and it, honestly, there's certain aspects. Um, it's, it's actually very loyal to the book. The only thing that's different is the ending. Right. In the book, what actually happens is he does kill the Tooth Fairy, but the Tooth Fairy mangles the fuck out of him. Yeah, right. And it forces Will well, Graham into retirement, so, as opposed to the ending of the movie where it's him riding off on a boat and he gets a letter from Hannibal, similar to the ending of Silence so, so when you say he gets mangled in the book, like, like, does he get deformed, like, really yeah, deformed. bad? His face, he gets all, he loses all kinds of blood. Okay, so th- it's not the same, but it's kind of like maybe like sugar coated in. Is that like he does get shot like a yeah, motherfucker? Yeah, of course. No, they, they show him get injured, but, but he, but he also heals like fucking Wolverine. Yeah, exactly. You know, and he's sailing around the fucking correct. Road. Yeah. No, but so, and then the last thing I want to say, I mean, this movie's old, so I'm not really spoiling nothing. Sure, sure. Is um, I like at the end, um, when uh, Hannibal's in his cell, and uh, I think it was I. It was like a doctor walk up to him. And he's like, "Oh, Harvey Keitel's in this as well. He plays the main main guy. So another one. Yeah, I forgot Mr. White yeah. was in this. Yeah. Uh, but not, nah, dude. Uh, like when the the guy walks up and is like, "Yeah, there's a there, there's a young FBI agent that wants to come and talk Clar- to you, uh, Clarice. Clarice. Yeah, and that, they use the same guy from Silence of the Lambs that was in charge of the hospital. Yep, yep. A really really nice touch. Um, I rank it just below Silence of the Lambs in the series as far as the movies go. Right. Um, for me, I it. The Hannibal movie could have been so good, but they changed so many fundamental things that made the story and drastically changed the ending of the movie Hannibal. Right. While Red Dragon was mostly faithful, um, they got the Freddie Leeds thing down. I will actually say, there's an original version of this, if you ever happen to catch it. Um, it was made before Silence of the Lambs that Michael Mann directed called Manhunter. And Brian Cox, who plays Logan Roy on Secession, the boss that owns yeah. the company, he plays Hannibal Lecter. Jesus. And he's fantastic in it. And that one actually really follows it accurately. But I mean, there's so many things in Red Dragon, the idea of this blind woman falling in love with the serial killer. Yes. And she was really good in it. And then he sets the house on fire and fakes his suicide. Um, I, w- I was so happy when this movie came out because I wanted to see an adaptation with Anthony Hopkins actually playing Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, no, it was nice. Um, oh, Hannibal Rising shouldn't be mentioned, by the way. I, I, I never <laughs> even seen it, so I'm good on it. But no, nah, I mean, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it would th- be a good, easy transition. There were times I was bored, honestly. Yeah, sure. It's, it's like, well, a lot of those like psychological profiles type movies can do that because it's supposed to have a build up and a tension that isn't necessarily supposed to appease everyone it's supposed to be a slow burn because if it's just balls to the wall it kind of takes away the realism from it for me personally yeah for sure so what would you grade Red um, Dragon I would give it just to be uh, just to be safe I mean there are a lot of great things about it but I would probably give it a 6 okay Um, you know because it's not I I wouldn't go back and watch it again it was thoroughly good it's one of those things if it's on I think you just throw it on because it's there I wouldn't wouldn't hate it Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. To this day, he still holds the record for winning an Oscar with the least amount of screen time. Like at 12, 20 minutes? 12 minutes. Even less than 12 that. minutes. There's only one person I can think of that had less screen time that got nominated. And while I love this movie and I think he's good in it, he shouldn't have gotten nominated. That was William Hurt in History of Violence at the end when Vigo shows up back. And he's only in it for seven minutes. Yeah, but he like, goes, Joey. Yeah, I he know. Punches, like, he punches, shoots him in the head. Yeah, but he um, punches so him in the head. A six out of ten for you on that. It's pretty good. Um, okay, so I'm going to let Josh pick which movie I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you two options. I'm fucking here. Really quick. Sure. 
I think we have a couple of friends that would also be very interested in That's what a really our picks good point. are this week. Yeah, you're actually right about that. And actually, we had a great conversation with these friends on Twitter today. I berated an elderly woman. You did. Uh, I did was, see that. That was, uh, uh, quite that was good bru- stuff. Quite brutal. There were some lines. And I, I want to give a shout out because homie's been like super vigilant on Twitter the last couple Who? of days. Fudge. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's Well, his original account got banned. But like, yeah. he's, you know, he's been well, going all there. And I'm reading the comments and I'm like, don't do it from the show yeah. Twitter. Do it from your Twitter. My yeah. It's yours. Well, no, I didn't say anything. I made sure. This is my WIL on it. I made sure to not put anything that could get me in a lot of trouble. Yeah, they won't ban you for ageism, and that's exactly what I did. They won't. No, ageism is a thing. Yeah, I know ageism is a thing. Look at trust me. I've studied on the fucking. I've studied these things. I think the only time they'll ban you for ageism is you're going after a 14 year old. I think, uh, and this woman had no business getting in my business and getting mad that I called her old when her name was AARP Goddess. (laughs) So fuck her old ass. I was so annoyed. I made Jimmy Carter jokes. I told her to go eat Jello. <laughs> I called her old turkey neck. <laughs> All right. So Yo, those she, friends you're just talking they're about. flapping her bingo wings. Yeah, exactly. I got a bingo. <laughs> like Saul Goodman's running them off. Oh All right. God. So guess what, bros and broads? Guess what? Fudge and Finn's hashtag Shots for Likes podcast has brought video into the mix. So now not only can you continue to listen on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher, you will now be able to watch them stream their episodes every Saturday night after 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Your favorite booze-consuming podcast will be discussing sports, video games, and embarrassing drunken stories. And they'll be streaming on Twitch, YouTube, and Mixer. Go to these websites, don't visit these links that are just in your ear, and enjoy the assholery. Twitch.tv slash Shots for Likes podcast. Mixer.com slash Shots for Likes. Or visit Shots for Likes podcast.com and click on the YouTube icon up top to watch on YouTube. <laughs> Drink with us. And as always, don't be cuts. All right, Josh, I'm going to help you. You're going to help me pick Taylor's movie. Sure. I'm going to give you two options without okay. saying the movies. Okay. One of them is an all-time classic that in many ways is considered the pillar of the horror comedy genre okay. itself, the subgenre. Okay. Um, the other one is a more recent film starring two actors that are pretty big in the last 10 years um, that is probably scarier. Okay. Um, and it's one of the more underrated horror movies of the last decade, I would go on limb saying as well. Almost everyone I know unanimously loves this movie. So I want you to pick the classic horror comedy trope or the more recent one that is considered scarier. Recent scary. Recent scary. Okay, the movie I'm giving you is The Autopsy of Jane Doe, starring Brian Cox. He's coming up a lot today, and Emil Hirsch. Um, I didn't know anything about this movie when it came out. It was actually former co-host of You Watch, I Listen, Ralph, that told me to watch it. Uh, Ralph and his wife uh, raved about it, and I actually trust his wife on film far more than him. Yes. Um, and they said, they didn't say it was necessarily scary, they just said it was awesome, and I didn't find it scary personally, but the whole premise of this movie is Brian Cox owns a morgue, and Emil Hirsch works for him. I don't remember if he's his son or not, but he works for him. And they get a body there that they have to start doing the autopsy, in, and then shit starts getting weird. Shit starts getting really, really weird. Okay. Um, I love Emil Hirsch. I think he's an incredibly underrated actor. Emil Hirsch is great. Brian Cox anything. has been underrated forever. Yeah. This movie takes twists and turns I was not expecting. It's an edge-of-your-seat edge thriller, um, and uh, I absolutely love this movie. Josh, I think you would love this movie as well. Um, I would compare it com- uh, similarly to... It's not as much of a slow burn as The Witch, 
but it's along those lines of where the direction of this film goes with the weird shit that starts going down. So it's on Netflix. Movie for you is the Autopsy of Jane Doe. Autopsy of Jane Doe. Okay. My so, notebook is empty now, so I need to actually uh, flip over here, and I ripped out the last page by accident. You really you use the whole notebook now? I, well, I'm going to use both sides. So this is my custom notebook. <laughs> so this is what we're going to do. Uh, I'm going to flip over me. and now go, start going to the other side. Taylor, All right, give me cool. my album, please. So your album this week is actually something I want Josh to listen to, too. Okay. Because I think, because one, because homework I, assignments. Because I, I think you'll like it, but I also want to hear your God's honest opinion on it. Okay. So my album this week is the from the band North Lane, their newest album that came out this year, Alien. Um, is that why you're wearing that shirt? Partially. Or was that just a mistake, and you're acting like it was on purpose? Oh, I'm acting like it was on purpose. Okay, good. I was just making sure. <laughs> no, but um, like I said, North Lane Alien came out this year. Um, this is the second album with their newest uh, front with their newest frontman. I honestly forget his name, but he just did a big interview on Shane Told's podcast. Okay, so they they have a new frontman. Yes, his um, name is Marcus something. They're from Australia. Okay, and it came out in the oh, album. Songs about dingoes. No, <laughs> so. Um, I, from what I remember from the interview was that um, their newest lead singer, I believe his name is Marcus, I can't remember his last name, um, was through a lot of childhood sexual abuse, a lot of, you know, uh, a, an, an alcoholic dad, a lot of different things, and that's really... Yeah. Oh, sorry. And that's and that's shown through in the album. So for him. Um, this album is very interesting to me because it's on what my... What genre is it? I don't know if we specified that. How would you describe this genre? Front Lane? So, um, and, North, North Lane. Lane. Excuse me, North Lane Alien. So, it's... Okay, compared to Angels and Airwaves, it's it's metal. It's okay, metal. It's through a pure metal album. Um, but, Scream the whole time? Yeah, it's a, it's a okay. solid mix, but... It's like a trivia mix of scream singing. Mm, more than that. More screaming than singing. Uh, more screaming. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. But it's just it's super int- like it's the reason why I'm having trouble describing it is because I still don't really know how I feel about it. I do like it. But oh, I'm having, actually, I like that. We're an album that you're not sure how you feel that you give to us. Like I, I think it's cool. But you think you like it, but you're not sure if you love it. Exactly. Okay. Now so, it is on my. There's at, no decisiveness here. As no, as far as it being like one of the best albums I've heard this year, yes. As far okay. as if I like it, that's well, what I'm trying to resonated, figure out. You know, I've told you this with movies too. I think if something, whether you're not sure how you feel about it, if you're thinking about it, you'll like it. If you're if it's still on your mind, you'll like it. That's that's kind of where I'm leaning. But I just want to hear what you because yeah. I've been listening to Northland for a while now, and this is like how very different. Been 2010, okay. I want to say. Probably a little earlier than that. But it's a little like, over a decade, we'll say. Just about. Okay. Maybe even less. I could honestly, I really couldn't call it, but I've been listening to him for about four or could five years now. I, I, I could not care less. <laughs> Thank you. Please. Sorry, I apologize. Uh, um, it wasn't directed towards you. Someone else. I know, but like I'm just saying because <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just going to catch a backhand from you anyway. Yeah, probably. But the, like I said, I want you guys, I just want to hear what you guys honestly have to say about it because I do lean towards I like it kind okay. of okay but so no, that, it's also that's, different it's very there's interesting there's been plenty of albums that I've had where it took me a while to really appreciate them you did it recently with American Idiot Josh that you said yeah. that you wish you appreciated it more when it came out because and I, I loved it when American it came Idiot out American Idiot is my favorite Green second favorite so Green Day album it's so good you know what it's my second favorite Green Day you, album you guys both know exactly why I hated it for so long no, I dated God. a girl oh yeah that figured was it out. a big it was a guy <laughs> true that was a big Green <laughs> Day yeah, yeah, fan yeah. Uh, and uh, it was a tumultuous well, type with, of relationship. That's how I was with no. the Data Remember. That's how I no. was exactly how uh, I was with the Data Remember. That's how I feel about John Mayer right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, uh, you know what? I have a uh, I have a, a team homework assignment. If you guys okay, I like it. So we've got 15 days until Halloween. Sure. So I want to discuss a series. Okay. What's over series? the next two weeks? A movie series no, or a television a te- series? A television okay. series. Because okay. I'm pretty sure that you've never watched it, and you're going to hate me for for doing this. I but hate you what, normally. What show? Uh, I want to talk about and I want to watch the first half
half of the season. It's a ten episode season. Sure, watch sure. First half of, of the season this week. Discuss it next week, and okay. then watch the second half of the season. Okay, so it's like two. just throwing an episode while you're playing video games or something. Exactly. Keep it on your fucking phone or tablet. Haunting of Hill House. I just rewatched it a month ago. Haunting yeah. of Hill it's House. Taylor, okay. it is. One of my it's one of my favorite shows of all time. Okay, it's it's one season. It's a, it's an anthology season because he is making another one. It's directed by Mike Flanagan, who's doing Doctor Sleep, the Shining sequel right now. He did Oculus, which, which is I incredibly. Actually do, I actually do like really want to. I'm see excited that. for yeah. Doctor Sleep. Cool. Yeah, um, I literally just rewatched it with Netflix. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a Netflix, Netflix series. Yeah, I just rewatched it with the landlord. She never saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it. I would call it as much a drama as it is a horror series. Yeah. I think it's one of the most brilliantly told and executed from acting to directing to writing series I've ever seen. And there are some truly... It's not It's not one of those things that's so scary the entire series, no, but there no. are some truly horrifying moments. It's, well, it's also I, heart-wrenching. If it's, yeah. it, it, it deals it, with the family <laughs> dynamic in a very uh, Ariester kind of way. If it's as bad as Pez Dispenser had and fucking no, Mallets... No, no, there's no, nothing no. like that. And, no, and no. Mallets to the no, dome. I would, this is along the lines of a PG-13 kind of series. And, yeah. like, and like some dudes... And like and like the thing eating the dude's hand no, and no, freaking no. out. No, because I've no, seen that. It no. sucks. There, there's nothing along those lines. It's not a graphic no. series. Okay, I'm right it's, with that. Gore is the issue I have the most issue with. It's not a graphic series whatsoever. Anything that's scary is all psychological okay. stuff. Yeah, it's psychological. There is an episode in this series, um, in this season, that actually it popped up on my uh, time, because the season came out a year ago. Yeah. Um, it popped up on my time hop today, I think, actually. So it's funny you said that. The Bent Neck Lady. Yeah. Is, and the episode right after, but the Bent, ne- Bent Neck Lady might be among the 10 best episodes of TV I've ever seen, yeah. period. Uh, I was floored by it. We're getting a little humming. Ch- Taylor, behave. I don't know where that's coming from. I don't know what's happening. Well, if it comes back in the playback, uh, oh well. Um, but yeah, Haunting of Hill House. I think, you, Taylor, you will love it because it is, it's is—it's more of a, a family dynamic, dramatic series okay. that uses horror to convey the story in a similar way that Ari Easter does, but it doesn't use that level of gore and shock, I would say. Okay. It's not, it's not like that, but it is a beautiful, beautiful show. All right, cool. All right, let's talk about El Camino, guys. Right, um, so El Camino. I woke up on Friday for El Camino at 6 a.m. <laughs> um, I didn't fall asleep until like 2, and I was at that point, I'm like, I'm just going to stay up till 3, and then I'm like... No, because it's a fucking two-hour movie, which means I'll get an hour and a half of sleep. So I was like, wake up at six, watch it. Literally, it ended right as I had to leave for work. I come home Friday, and usually uh, Ears and uh, Tree Boyfriend come over, and for October, we're just watching horror movies, right? And they're like, we want to watch El Camino. So I watched it twice in one day. Uh, what were your thoughts on El Camino, Josh? I got Taylor's. Uh, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Um, the way that I felt about this, I wasn't sure what it was going to be going in, which I liked. Yeah, absolutely. I, I liked that we didn't get much of a, you know... A build-up or a, build a tease, up Or, even. like, one of those big trailers that gives away a lot of moments. Yeah, cameos um, and things was, like that. There was a lot of uh, mystery surrounding sure. what this was going to be. Mm-hmm. And what I loved about it is I loved that this was allowed to be Jesse's standalone yeah, story. Yeah, it didn't have to be an episode of Breaking Bad exactly. that needed this epic moment and uh, contraption to it, save the day. It didn't need Walt. It, it didn't was a need fucking Gus, Western. It didn't need... Saul, it didn't even need Mike. You know, and Mike had a pivotal sure. you know, scene there right in the sure. beginning. Which Spoiler, was, full alert, we will be talking El Camino, so we'll give it all away. Walt is in it, yeah. but yes. it's a flashback cameo with the worst bald cap ever, but it didn't ruin it for me whatsoever. It was I didn't pretty even, bad. I didn't even notice it the first time. It took the second time of me watching to yeah. be like, oh, okay. Have yeah. you watched I, El Camino twice already? Don't you have a fucking I, job? I just told you about this. We come home Friday, and I had to watch it again. <laughs> oh, poor fucking yeah, you. Uh, no, I had I'm, to. I'm not complaining. I was happy about it because I picked up on more things the second time around, uh, one of which being... 
the scene, the flashback scenes with Todd, which might have been my favorite thing in there. I thought they were brilliant, even though Todd gained fifty pounds from one. <laughs> yeah, he to got the other. fat, dude. Well, he was filming. <laughs> Wait, the, he was filming the Irishman at the same time, mm. and the character he's playing in the Irishman is fat as shit. So I'm like, okay, I, I get it. Dude, but I, I love the part when he has the gun, right? And he's like, you know, I was gonna get you ice cream. Yeah, yeah. dude. Hey, well, it's just such a such a beaten, kind of pizza like. He's just such a beaten Pepper puppy room. at that point, Jesse. And I thought it gave, especially if you just rewatched the show, it gives such a better perspective of what yeah. Jesse was going on, what was happening with him in those last three episodes in that little hole besides Andrea getting killed and him being chained up just to see the the torment from running back and forth on the little fucking zip line just for fun yeah. and then um, there was a great callback that not many people picked up on it took me the second time seeing it but when they had to get rid of that body of the, the house cleaner right uh, housekeeper excuse me and he was in the back seat of the car with her wrapped up he was laying next to her the same exact way he was laying next to Jane when she overdosed. And and I'm thinking, being in Jesse's head, that this is him at the first time realizing this is exactly what I was like while my girlfriend was dead next to me. Just going into his psyche a little more. Because it was such a psychological thing for Jesse, seeing the PTSD he was dealing with, the recovery, the trauma he was dealing with. When he was got caught by the two guys that he thought were cops and then realizing, oh my God, I'm right back where I started, oh my God, and seeing the torment in his face. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah. It was a it was an epilogue entirely. It yeah. didn't need to be a Breaking Bad episode. It was fun. Um, I had a good time watching it. Um, there were a couple nice things that I liked. Um, by the way, I mentioned it because I rewatched the last two seasons of Breaking Bad before I watched El Camino. Can I just get a shout out to fucking how great Skinny Pete and fucking Badger are? Oh, they're are. hilarious. And I, they're I, fucking, it, dude. I, dude, I want them to it. have their own can like I, miniseries, like a sitcom. Can I just tell you honestly, like really, like, like that, 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 Dennis's that, mom living together, Matt and Charlie's mom living geez. together on It's Always like, Sunny. Like, the first. 30 minutes of the movie where it's basically Badger, Skinny Pete, yeah. and Jesse. Like, even Jesse in the shower. Apex, bro! Apex! <laughs> like, 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 even Jesse in the shower and you get the you get the uh, the callback of him like just getting like, getting the fucking hose like yeah, he's a yeah. raccoon. Mm -hmm. That sucked. Um, I mean, it sucked for him, but like, yo, like, boys, shout out Skinny Pete for just straight up being boys. Like, yeah. I always wanted El Camino, man. And, and, and he pulls off into Fierro with Marshall Erickson's Fierro and then all of a sudden you see just a cavalcade of cops just driving yeah, past no, Jesse. I mean, those cool little stuff, shots of Man. Just the, the looming danger he was still in just perfectly encompassed the, the tension in it. And again, it didn't need to be this. Like Some people were complaining it, it wasn't necessary. No, it wasn't necessary, unless you're a hardcore Breaking Bad but fan. It, because then it was the perfect send-off, because we didn't get a true closure on Jesse's story. What it was was a love letter to Breaking Bad fans Absolutely 1,000%. It's, it's just a love letter to Breaking Bad fans because it didn't It didn't need to be this Ozymandias. No, it didn't need, it to, didn't be need to be dead freight. It didn't need to be this one thing. It didn't thing. need to be an epic where these crazy things are happening just, and people's faces are getting blown off. Be, because we got... Because... We got the closure we really wanted when Walt Pat when Walt yeah, died sure. at the end of the show. His but redemption, yeah. His redemption, but again, and we, I mean, we were even still kind of fulfilled. Jesse driving away, crying, laughing, and the but El then Camino. When you sit back and think about you it. You think like, it's like I would I wouldn't mind knowing what the hell happened to Jesse. Yeah, sure, because so there's no is. way that it was just like oh I'm going home. Now, the, <laughs> yeah. now the fact that they turned this into a movie and not a spinoff series, which makes it which gives it more of a finality to it. There was absolute finality. It just like it makes me feel so much better about the series. And I it, agree. It, it, it enhances it to it me. It bookends it more. And Correct. there's so many things that you could Same just Same thing tie with Deadwood the and the Deadwood movie. This is the exact well, that's what same I was going to bring up next. That my two of my favorite movies this year were movies that were continuations of television shows that ended years ago. One mm. being over 15 years ago, one just being six years Which ago. Deadwood never should the, have stopped. Ever. The Deadwood movie 
I, I thought was fucking perfect as well. And it was another love letter. It didn't take time to explain things. And believe uh, Anna Gunn was in the Deadwood movie, but not in fucking El Camino. Yeah, right, right, which right. Which is pretty funny. Um, but there were just so many perfect little things, little references and callbacks to different things. There was a scene when... Um, there's a little beetle crawling on the floor, and that's a callback to the episode of Breaking Bad, Peekaboo, when yep. those meth heads that stole from Skinny Pete, and yeah. Jesse goes to take it from him, and he cr the guy's head gets crushed with an ATM. The and, first shot in that uh, episode is Jesse holding a beetle, putting it back on the ground, and Skinny Pete comes behind and steps on it immediately. Dude, that, the tarantula just, in uh, Todd's place yeah. was a reference to Dead Freight. Mm -hmm. It was just, it was, it was perfect. It was filmed beautifully. It was filmed in 2.99 millimeter, so it looked like a Western. Yeah. There was a shootout like a Western, and the shootout was its tiny little Breaking Bad control where he had the gun in his pocket. Uh, you're on fire. <laughs> I love the guys going off to the side. The one guy just grabs the coke on the mirrors. Like, oh shit, shit, Dude, shit. I, I just, and I also want to say, a call Saul reference in there too. I well, I'm still not. I'm I'll not. You I'm not, I'm not well, too familiar. It's, with It's in the first season, but the guy that brought the strippers to the the um to the the welding place, mm. right? The big giant dude. He was in Better Call Saul. The episode with Mike where he first meets that guy with the baseball cards. Yeah. And he beats the shit out of fucking Trevor from GTA. Mm -hmm. The other guy that was with yeah. them was the dude that brought the strippers to them in El Camino. Oh, shit. So it's like this little, little thing that just creates this whole fucking universe in this fictional um, part of New Mexico yeah. that just has been tormented by Walter White. It was awesome. I was so happy with it, and it gives me incredible hope for the many saints of Newark. There was uh, there was only one one small detail of uh, of El Camino that I wish uh, we could have gotten a little right, bit of touch that? on. What? Huel. Huel. <laughs> well, he was in. Did you see all the teasers they were dropping the day before, where yeah. it was him still sitting in the room <laughs> that Hank and Gomez put him in and told him that uh, they showed the brains on the floor, and he was just sitting there, and it's a countdown timer. When it hit zero, he just got up, put his security jacket on, and left. <laughs> well, Huel's not fat anymore. Like he's still big, but he's not. He was. Massive yeah. on Breaking Bad. He's he's like the dude, and he's I'm a great stand-up comedian. He's, he's like really? he's like the dude in Camo Knights of the Round Table, he, and the guy in the fucking <laughs> going like this. That's my one of my favorite parts. But yeah, he's a stand-up comedian. He plays uh, Levity Live at um uh, Palisades Mall all the time. Yeah. Very very funny guy. But I'm happy all of us liked El Camino. Um, there was a major passing the day El Camino came oh, out. Yeah. Uh, Rob Forrester, who played the vacuum cleaner guy that helped him disappear, died that day. Which to me. He's obviously been in a ton of stuff, but Jackie Brown. But he, he was, was Jackie. Got nominated for an Oscar. And so Jackie Brown. wait, so he was the guy that got in the vacuum cleaner place. Well, no, well, no. I'm saying in the show, he's the one that got Walt to the cabin in Saul. Nebraska. Yeah, he's the one that was giving Walt the cancer treatment, and then he's the one he called the cops. Yeah, and Jesse's like, "Come on, you yep. whoa, gotta love that response and was, time." And I was, love how he freaks out. You forgot your money, and he runs back, grabs the money, and Jesse fucking takes off. Like yep. that was and, like, and he was in Jackie Brown. He got nominated mm. for an Oscar in Jackie Brown, and he passed away that day. Yeah. And uh, Brian Cranston, it was crazy. He posted, he's like, "I met him." 40 years ago on the set of Alligator and now Jesus, I did, Brian Cranston is that fucking Brian Cranston huh? has been around a long fucking Jesus. time man um, but it was just a really really cool weekend I kept thinking about El Camino and uh, I, I was so happy with it and it's the perfect epilogue to one of the greatest sagas in the history of television for sure um, there was some sad news this week and I'm actually going to make jokes about this one do <laughs> um, you guys remember on Dave Chappelle's newest uh, stand up special Sticks and Stones on the epilogue when he talked about the transgender woman that was in the crowd at his show that loved laughing, his stand up laughing at everything yeah Josh you remember this as well um, that Daphne was her name. Yes. Unfortunately, she committed suicide this week. Why is that? Um, what happened? I, I don't... Uh, you have to understand, unfortunately, in the transgender community, suicides are very, very common. Oh, yeah. And um, she... Of course, this is being spun as Dave Chappelle's fault. Um, even though, uh, if you went and looked at her Twitter account, it says, yes, I'm the Daphne from Dave Chappelle's stand-up Sticks and Stones, and she defended his right to make those jokes all the time. Um, but, of course, this is being spun that she committed suicide because of Dave Chappelle. 
Now, now Dave Chappelle probably would have made her more famous. Now, now, do you think that again? This is pure speculation. And, as well, I don't want to. I don't want to go really making anything mm-hmm. like that. But it sounds like to me that maybe she was getting harassed because she was. I don't know. Again, I, think I, I don't want to make an assumption because I, I really it, don't. It's know. entirely possible. But I think the fact that she was so willing to say this was me when he just gave a very broad name of Daphne. Right. I don't think that would be the case because she would have to know that by saying this was her, that it would bring on that kind of harassment, right? right? You would have to think that. It's just a very unfortunate thing. She posted like a goodbye letter on Facebook and shit that went out after they found her, left a daughter behind. Um, and if anything, this I, I kind of hope Dave does make a statement about it at some point. I know he did a surprise show in San Antonio last night that usually cell phones are hidden. Um, I don't think he has to. I think it'd be uh, good if he did, just to be like, you know, I had a good time meeting this person. And it would just be her. good guy Dave. Yeah, and I think he will. If he, he may even address out. it on his next special, honestly. Yeah. Um, but to pin this on one person because he brought up, didn't even say her last name. She wanted credit mm-hmm. for it. Um, it's really sad, and it takes away from the fact that in this community, no matter how you feel about it, whether you think trans isn't real, whatever, I don't give a shit about those arguments. The fact is that there's so much more at risk for suicide than anyone else, gay people, lesbians, whatever. Uh, transgender community has a very, very, the highest risk of suicide short of like military veterans, I think is the actual statistic. Right. And um, it's really, really unfortunate because now it does kind of, uh, even though I don't think Dave holds any accountability for this, when I watch that, it will have a b- little bit of a dark cloud on it, even though the context yeah. of it is that he's making these, he's normalizing it. I don't know. It's a very sad situation. It's it's it's, it's like Dave being caught in a rock in a hard place because he is he is going to get the majority of the blame, which he really shouldn't. Sure, you know I mean? sure, it's, absolutely. It's, it's, because and I hate this. I hate to put it like this, and I don't mean to sound insensitive. Taking your own life is a very selfish thing. Of course, and it it's, is. it's entirely sure. on you, and that's your decision. No one else can really influence that outside of you. Yeah, or I, I don't want to say it like that, but that's what I'm trying. And, and who knows what I'm trying what, to say? What, what led up to like, that? Who knows what her past was? What what trauma she dealt with? And it, it it just sucks. It's it's a sad thing, no matter who it was. Whether, that's exactly. It's it's not. It's not. It but stinks. To, for it stinks. for people to twist this into something about how jokes can kill people. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Shut no. up. If I if everyone that committed suicide because they got a, a joke made fun no. of, Taylor would have committed suicide years ago because like I've been telling him. Dude, I'm telling you, man. It, <laughs> no, 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 it's fine because like I, I I know deep down you're honestly like you're just kidding. Of course. But but like I said, but there's also the other side of the coin is where people sometimes just don't know how to take a joke. Sure. But and, obviously and, and, this and, lady but, did. But that, but that's like where you kind of got to toe the line. Yeah. Again, it's one of those things where we don't know the whole story, and this is just part of it. There yeah. could be ten times more that we yeah, really sure. just don't. We really Maybe just she don't was know. in debt or something. We Who don't know. Knows? Maybe she was facing jail time. We don't know. Mm-hmm. We're all speculating here. But the, the, no matter what we do know is that this woman committed suicide and left a daughter behind. And, and it stinks. And it shouldn't be anything other than a, a transgender woman committed suicide. Yeah. And no, wait, a well, mother. listen, a mother, feel, not even a transgender. No, a mother committed feel, suicide. Feel feel bad for the daughter because the daughter now doesn't have a mother. Exactly. That is so this is terrible. about as serious as we'll get. Speaking yes. of suicide, Taylor, when's yours? Uh, tomorrow. <laughs> um, tomorrow right, when the fucking to, tomorrow, tomorrow when the fucking Broncos lose to the Chiefs. Um, we'll get to that later. Um, uh, so I have a question for you guys. So I, I was proposed. I was proposed the idea of my vacation this coming summer, right? <sighs> okay. And I've always it's said October, dude. Yeah, but if you plan it out now, it's a lot cheaper than when you wait till April. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so. I've always said as far as vacations go, I have like zero interest in leaving the country. I'm a fucking close-minded. I'm probably a little xenophobic. I, I, I did. I even said it to you over text. You're an uncultured fucking. Swan. No, and I'm fine with that. I want my. I would. There's so many interesting places in my own country. I'd love to see before I see other countries. But I always said if I was going to go anywhere, it would be Italy. 
The key word is if I went anywhere. Mm-hmm. So now it's being proposed, think about going to Italy. And this is from landlord, if, friends. Okay. Yeah, of course. I'm not, it, I'd be stupid. I was like, oh, my friend, like, it could be weird. Um, right. So I want to know, am I being completely ludicrous? Because I know I am. I yeah. know I am. But you're literally I, having a conversation with yourself where you answer your own but, questions. But, what are we doing, saying, doing I'm saying, here? I'm saying I know, I know I'm being ludicrous. But when I say if, that is not a sign up to say, yeah, I want to go to Italy, correct? I didn't say I want to go. To, I said if I went anywhere, right? Yeah. So do you guys have an interest in going to other countries? And oh, where would it yes, be? Yes, I do. Okay. So I'm actually in the process of saving up for a big trip, whether I go by myself or if I have a significant other at the time, which I probably won't. Let's be fair. I'll be alone for the Stay rest of the time. Stay in a hostel. I am saving up where I do. I want to go to Japan for a month um, when I turn 30 for I, my 30th I'd rather go to birthday. Italy than Japan. No. Guess what? You've got a travel partner because that's one of my two destinations. Japan, Japan is my number one. Yeah. Number two is England because I because me. Why me, are we cunts? I, I don't know. Those are my two fucking places <laughs> I want to go. Well, See, well, Japan, I'd be fine with because the food is good. I've only ever heard the food in England is dog shit. I don't, dude. <laughs> I, dude I, listen, I want. I, I want to see it. The, you know, listen, that's the thing. Like, there's things I, that I want to see. Dude, like, okay, so my number one, honestly, and it's me and me and uh, the doctor. We really want to go see uh, a real uh, EPL soccer match in in Europe. Okay, I can get down with not that. Not why I want to go. Yeah, no. But that's, but, that's, that's the last thing I want to do. That's part of it. I do like. I'll walk past Big Ben. Oh, that's cool. The other one, cool. It's like that's cool. That's been here a while. Wow, that didn't rape anybody. And then um, I wanted, and I, the big thing is, I want to try this thing called uh, it's called like blood pudding, but like how they really yeah make yeah it blood pudding is huge over and there. And I really just want to drink at a real pub. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I want like yeah. warm I, beer. I, I, I'll have a lager, light or dark. Okay, warm or cold. But like, I love warm yeah, beer over there. Japan is number one for me. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that like I've seen in photographs that I would like to go and see myself and photograph myself. Where, where, where's your number one spot? Like, have you found a city or like a place? Okay, you want to go to Okinawa, which yeah. is that's not, that's another spot. I really want to go to Kyoto. Mm-hmm. I want to see I want to see Mount Fuji really bad. Yeah, and just I just get some fucking culture, bro. See, this is the thing. I I truly don't play care Pokemon about other Go. people's culture. Play, yo, I, play Pokemon I, I, Go. I, don't, I don't care. I don't, you know, I, you're such a piece of shit, dude. Like, I, don't, I don't care about another country's culture. Also, I don't care about their history. You, you know, means, we're talking to like the, the most American guy we know. Fucking hot dogs, mustard, and the American flag. That's yeah, what you're into. Yeah, First of all, dude. he gets mad when you do spiral cut hot dogs. If you, deface, if you deface his national pastime of hot dog eating and being de- a cunt, he gets super I'd rather you deface the American flag than a hot dog. You shut your arm back. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it's, imagine it's if the, the stars thing. were fifty hot dogs. That's your <laughs> so, American so, flag. So here's the thing. It's funny because I am very interested in like history and just Josh goes, "Why happen. are we cunts?" But like, but like people are like, <laughs> like my friends know I love like World War Two and I love things related to World War Two. Like, wouldn't you want to go dude, see? The- he loves war. He I, loves no, fucking mass genocide. Kind of, a third I, America. Yeah, America. Asshole. True. True. Yeah. God bless Columbus Day. <laughs> <laughs> indigenous um, People's Day, yeah, dude. Get up. it right. Fuck your indigenous people. Um, I said something the other day on, on Columbus Day that would make most Italians so mad at me. So like, people you were talking about it at Proceed. work, like, oh, you know, nobody ever really seems to be off on Columbus Day anymore. It's like I was like, yeah, because you know everybody hates Columbus because of the genocide, whatever. The quote unquote, whatever. <laughs> and they said to me, well, like, well, you're Italian. Most Italian people, like, you know, look at Christopher Columbus as their. You know, their guy, their guy, their icon, their their holiday. And I literally said to them, I said, "Motherfucker didn't even come to America. He went to the Bahamas. We have a fucking federal holiday because somebody went on vacation." Yeah, and the and they reason- were like, "Yeah, on that vacation, he happened to kill and enslave a lot of well, natives." And, and I said, "Well, the only reason so he did ho- us a favor. The truth is, the only reason the holiday was created was to win the Italian American vote. Yes, <laughs> like that—it's that, true. Like yeah. that's the God's honest truth. And all I'm going to say is, if they ever change Columbus Day to whatever." Us Italians better get a fucking holiday. If every fucking Mick can go get drunk on St. Patrick's Day, I want a day where I can just wear a wife beater, no deodorant, and beat up my wife and eat spaghetti. 
That's all I want to do. Why That's just, all I want to do. You can just watch Green Book and save but, yourself a couple hours. But, so, so going back to the idea of, like I said, I, I, I love I love world history. I love the uh, the studying of wars and conflicts through time because I think more often than not, it repeats itself. It's proven at this mm-hmm. point, correct? They're like, wouldn't you want to see the Holocaust Museum? I'm like, no. Well, the Holocaust, I don't want to see that. Yeah. That sounds depressing. Well, the Hol- I, if you were, the Hol- I, you could... The crazy good stuff, you could just go to Washington, D.C. They have amazing museums sure. down there for shit yeah, like I, that. I, yeah, and dude, you were with me in Texas. I didn't even want to see where JFK got shot. I'm weird with that kind of stuff. I'm not going to lie. It did kind of bother me what Manfro did for like all of see, 10 but, seconds. See, but it, it, it wouldn't bother me because I'd be the guy just like, ah, but the, well, leaning my head back. Oh, look at Jackie's ass. It's, Jackie <laughs> had a big old dumper. She was <laughs> yeah. reaching for Johnny but, K's brains. But like real talk, like that is a hilarious picture of Manfro. Of course it is. Oh, my God. It's, it, I feel like I, I don't think I'm being... Being inherently like disgusting when I say I don't care about another country's culture because I, no, it doesn't I think impact you, me at all. I think you are. How though? Like if if I'm in a situation where I have to learn the culture and I say no, that's one thing. If I went to one of these countries and I refuse to conform, if I had to move there and I refuse to conform, yeah, I'm an asshole. Just like anyone that comes here and doesn't want to conform to American ideals, they're an asshole too. I live in America. I have zero interest in learning about other things. Italy's the only place I'd like to learn about because I think ancient Rome is fascinating. I'd love to see the Colosseum. I'd like to go to the parts of Sicily where my ancestors I have ancestors in Sicily yeah, right. ask me if I'd like to meet them fuck them probably not <laughs> they've messaged me before like you told hey, me yeah, I was like would you like to come out they were like bringing people out from around the world that are related to them in the bloodline and I said no bye <laughs> like I don't care like it's I have no emotional connection. That's why I will never do one of those ancestry things. Right. It doesn't make a difference. Like these people that find out that they have this in them and that in them. Wow, my perspective's changed. I'm not going there, by the I way. I know. No, you fucking um, asshole. The, their perspective has changed. Why? What did a fucking piece of paper tell you that you didn't know about yourself already? That you're fucking Swedish? You fucking jerk? Go to Midsummer and die. Well, okay. So I... I I do understand your thought process. Mm-hmm. Do I think it's a little strong? Yes. It's definitely a little strong, but I'm also a very hyperactive, anxious person. Yes. Like, I was at the Autumn Lights Festival in West Melford yeah, on Saturday, right. right? I was talking to Grow How, like about this, because Grow How is also an incredibly anxious person. We're very similar like that. I think I, I am too. Sometimes I got to call you. So um, I was at Autumn Lights Festival, and it's in my fucking town. I could walk there. It's yeah. right in the center of town, and they set up this little beer garden in uh, Pinecliff Lake, Okay. and it's it's so fucking loud, and there's all these people, and like 10 of them say hi to me, and I know who two of them were, and I'm just like, I got to go for a walk. So I, I just had to walk around by myself for a while. I got like two hot dogs, and then I felt better. But like, can you imagine me in a situation? Bad where, medicine. Yeah, but could, bad medicine is what I good need. Medicine. That's but you. Could, could you imagine me in a situation in another country where no one's speaking? What if I get lost or something or I freak out? That's why you go to England. I, what? No, they I speak don't want, every. They speak and they have English. Terrible teeth, and I hate them. I, we have terrible teeth. Well, to be fair, no one <laughs> hates obese. the British. No one hates the British here more than any more than Josh. Which is funny because I really want to go there. And I, why do you hate? I don't hate. Them. There's a video montage of Josh and I them. arguing in the car about British people. Yeah, I know. And you mentioned this guy, you Darvish or something, and he sucks too. Well, no, he's not British, you Darvish. You you mentioned you Darvish. I'm sure, I did. But I had to like mention. I remember people. that I was video. Like, I was like Michael Caine. He's like he's awesome. It's like he's British. I don't care. I don't care about Big Ben. I hate the Queen. I fucking hate the Queen of England. Her stupid hat she wears everywhere. I want to see her fall and just pop off. Oh my God. Fuck her. Why? Who, who gives a shit about the Queen? They don't mean anything. Do, you okay. really are an ageist. Do, you really are. Do, okay, hold on. She could be fucking 30 and I'd still hate her do, guts. Do, do I admit that sometimes people in this country are too involved with the royal family? Yes. Oh, it's, Everyone it's needs to calm down. It's, it's annoying. Stupid. But... 
But Megan Markell. <laughs> yeah, but she was American okay. before. Yeah, she was before, and no, now she's I, got a lot of British in her. No, I mean, like, like I said, <laughs> and like, on her face. Like at least being in countries like uh, the UK, not even really, not not even. There really is Spain. a bit of well, we have a very similar yeah. European philosophies in America, and obviously yeah. most of them speak English. Well, I would I would say like the UK. I would even go as far as saying like Ireland, and even like landlord told me the only place she ever had a negative encounter because she's traveled abroad a bunch. She studied in fucking South Africa. She said the only time she had a negative interaction with someone was in Ireland. A lot of people have said yeah, that. And Unless you're like really Irish and people dude, can tell. I, I don't give a shit about someone like that giving me shit about being American. I don't I care I just either. feel fucking weird. Well, and I've, a lot of people I know that have gone to like Paris and France that are obviously Americans. It, it's it's a French and American thing. We're always just like fuck you. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like frogs, that's, frogs. that's what it's always been. Um, but the other thing like... Eiffel Tower sucks. In the UK, I would at least feel safe to an extent. Sure. Like because Unless I... you're going to a fucking area well, Grande concert. Well, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, well, I'm just saying because there was one time like well, when I, I was didn't se- say anything appropriate. It's no, true. When I was 17, I went to Mexico and I ended oh, up. Oh, fuck that. And I, no, I drink the water. Well, listen, this is also 10 years ago. It was a okay, little bit different fair. time. But um, I was hanging out with um, because like when people from Europe go on holiday, it's like two, three months. Yeah, I, I was there. Holiday, I was yeah, I was there yeah. for a week, and I ended up hanging out with a bunch of kids that were on holiday from the UK. And they, you want to talk about drinking? Like oh, those motherfuckers yeah. were like, I was seventeen, like, and they dr- like they were drinking. Oh, they yeah. pound. Oh my god, pound. bro! That's the only time I ever split a bottle of Senor Frogs with, uh, and I was could not stand up straight. And this dude was like, "All right, I'm gonna make a fire." Mike, you can't, dude. We're inside. We're in a hotel room. Like, what's your problem, dog? Like, what are dude, you doing? I just picture myself in another country. Like, at least I think when like I'm in America. Like, if shit went down and I had to get home, I could get on a Greyhound. Like if I'm in Italy and something goes down, get on a Greyhound. I'm fucked. What are you in the like, fucking I couldn't get a flight. And, like I couldn't get a flight. And I just need to take a fucking bus and just fucking go. Fine. Say I lost my ID and I need to get on a fucking bus. I'm talking fucking Kevin McAllister shit here. And I needed to fucking go instead of booby traps. I. It, but that's what my mind thinks when I'm in like um the idea. Like I, they were talking about like oh well, the fucking Italy oh fucking fucking guap guinea oh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, I, I don't know. I'm a fucking That's dummy. Terrible. I realize that. Italy, I would actually, the other only other country you I would. just made the list. Yeah. The only other country I would consider visiting, and that's because I love Lord of the Rings, is New Zealand. And but yes. New Zealand scares me. Hobbiton's because, still there, dude. New, New Zealand just scares me because like Australia with the fucking bugs you have to worry about over there. You dude, get, do you ever see the, the size of the spider that eats birds? Yeah, eats snakes. It eats fucking anaconda and it's shit. Awesome, dude, dude. You have to be careful at the beaches in Australia because there's a jellyfish that's like the most venomous creature in the world. Yeah, Steve Fuck o, yeah, you. Steve O put it on his head on one of his videos on YouTube. It was dude, awesome. in Australia, I know a guy over there. Um, I've been actually posting his. Re- he makes uh, wrestling highlight videos. I've been retweeting him on our accounts. His name's IQ Wrestler. He makes the best wrestling highlight videos out there. If you don't know IQ Wrestler, you got to see him. I think NWA, Billy Corgan, might end up hiring him. We're trying to make a push for that That'd to make cool. highlights. Oh. But but Jacob, his name is Jacob, IQ Wrestler. Ugh. He's uh, <laughs> he's disabled. He's been in a wheelchair since birth. He's really fucked up. Uh, and, uh, he's really <laughs> fucked up. And he, he's like actually said, like, yeah, before I go in my chair, we have to check for like certain types of spiders. And you got to check your shoes in Australia. But like then I'm thinking, like, how cool would it be? You wake up in the morning, there's just a kangaroo hanging out in the back. One, of the, best, are one of the best videos ever is that dude that punches the kangaroo that was fucking with his dog. He just, wants to just fucking popped it right in the jaw. I actually have some cool stories for you guys this week. 
Um, but I actually okay. have a question for you guys first because you're a little bit more of gamers than I am. Can you explain what happened with Fortnite this weekend to me? Because I just saw yes. meltdowns happen. Yes, I can. Um, I, I have an idea. I, I don't play Fortnite. I've never, I've I, never I, played I, it. We play, I know PUBG. we play PUBG. I've yeah. never played it. Because we're fucking adults. I've never played PUBG yeah. either. Yeah, well, PUBG is what you play when you're not a fucking child. Gotcha. Yes. Um, autistic. With all those stupid... All right, yeah. easy. So, okay, so here's the thing. So Jesus every now and then... Uh, Fortnite will host a community event, and the community events normally happen. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> the community events will normally happen towards the end of a season. So they do. How many season- seasons do they have? Uh, this was the tenth season. Okay. So every season, I don't. It lasts like several months. I don't know sure. exactly how long it lasts. Uh, but you know, they get new content, new skins, stupid bullshit like that. Uh, so the end of the tenth season brought on this. Um, this new community event where a couple of events ago these like black hole rifts opened up in the sky okay uh and um, and the community event uh, a couple of events ago was they had to shoot a rocket through the rift right or something i i uh, this is very yeah, loose. Yeah, yeah. might be completely wrong but sure, something stupid involving the black holes yeah so okay. now this new event the rifts come back and the rocket that they shot through the rift comes back through the rift and all these new rifts open and at the end of the day uh the rifts and the rockets collide with each other and create a black hole, and the black hole sucks the map into the hole. Okay. Uh, and it went dark. The servers yeah, went down. Yeah, the meltdowns I saw were people were afraid they were losing all their skins that they spent tons of money yeah. on. Did uh, that happen? Did they no, lose so everything? Epic, so they were just being cunts. Yeah, they were being cunts. Epic gotcha. came out basically right away. Well, not right away. They came out within 24 hours and said, all your... Well, yeah, all your gonna in-game currency is good, all your skins are good, everything's going to be there. We're just uh, finishing the touches on this next chapter. Yeah, so what... Now, they're not, they're being really secretive about it, so what most people are saying is happening is that they're doing a relaunch of the game. They're going to do... They're going to call it Fortnite Chapter 2. <laughs> okay. Uh, which is going to bring out a new map and, you know, all this other new stuff. New guns, probably. Yeah, because, armor, you know, if you, look at, if you look at PUBG and you look at Fortnite, Fortnite's been running off of one map this entire fucking time. Uh, Fortnite, or uh, PUBG is up to, what, it's fourth map, I think, Fourth now? or f- four or five at this yeah. point, yeah. Okay. Um, so this is going to be the first time they introduce a new Dude, map. Dude, people but were melting down about this Fortnite thing. People need to calm the fuck down. It's the same time, same thing when people like get freaked out about their my player on 2K. Like yeah. it's just like, yeah. like I remember there's a video online of some dude of some dude's girlfriend who deleted his my player on 2K 99 overall. Well, that's Josh awesome. and I know how that's hard awesome. that is. Right, I, his girlfriend and, did it just to fuck with him. Well, thinking that's it was fantastic. It's like no, it's a prank. You can get it back, right? And he's like, yeah, this is like my whole life. We're done. Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> and he broke up with it, dude. It was well, fucking I awesome. Guess it's, I, I just wanted to know what that was about. I mean, I, it seems like it was mostly younger people that were freaking out about it because yeah, it seems like it's geared more towards middle school, high school. It's all cartoony shit. You yeah, know, that's the videos why I've seen well, of people like people are about okay. that shit when they're about it. So remember, remember when the Blakeway Two released that uh, the Dark Side music video yes. and all those kids were doing those dances? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are Fortnite dances. Gotcha. That's like, like okay, yeah, yeah. I remember the uh, Carlton was trying to sue Fortnite about the doing the Carlton well, dance or uh, whatever. Uh, uh, the back. Alfonso Ribeiro. So far, as, as far as I know, the backpack kid's the only person to actually make some legit money because that uh, that floss dance. Yeah, that yeah, the, everyone yeah. was doing smart. He, he did he did that years ago until people and then like it didn't become yeah, a thing until until Fortnite grabbed it Good and then, for him. then he sold he sued Fortnite for a lot of fucking money. Let's see what else I got. Did you guys see the trailer for the new Doctor Doolittle with Robert Downey no. Jr.? I don't care. Oh my goodness! Just just, just tell me how bad it, it is. It, Okay, he's British, one, mm-hmm. so that, I, uh, I don't cultural care. appropriation. Okay. Uh, no, he played Sherlock Holmes. Like, come on. Like, let's, let's get real here. Um, it just looks... Down, it looks nose. like it's just a total fantasy film. Yeah. Um, more in the vein it of... talks the, to animals. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm talking like fantasy epic rather than like the Eddie Murphy one that we grew up with right. or the Jerry Lewis one from the past. It's like he's on a ship with a gorilla and there's getting there are cannons being fired at them. I saw it and I was like, oh no, you went from fucking being Tony Stark to Dr. Douchelittle. <laughs> like it just looks... Dude, it, dude, for the amount of money, probably make he a has. lot of money, honestly, because it's not obviously it's not being geared towards cunts like us. It's being geared towards children. Dude, for the amount of money he has, he could do whatever he oh, wants, yeah, and he does Doctor Doolittle. Doctor, dude, but I mean that is a franchise. I yeah. mean, when Eddie Murphy did it, which by the way, those movies did not age well at all. Like the Nutty <laughs> Professor movies are still funny. Also remakes of Jerry See, Lewis. Films. Never thought the Nutty Professor was. All dude, that those funny, used to make honest. me laugh my ass off. The first one I liked. The first one. The I just, second I just, one. Second one did not age as well. The first one's still funny. I don't know. Yeah. It's just always weird to me. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know what it was. Like that whole fuck. Better than Flubber. Or Norbit. <laughs> no. Yo, Norbit's trash. Dude, Eddie Murphy hasn't had a great movie in a long time. Apparently, long. Uh, My Name is well, Dolomite yeah, that's, is really uh, good. Yeah, that's supposed really to be good. really, really good. Well, I was say the he last was great <laughs> in Dreamgirls, despite it not being a very good movie. He was phenomenal in it. Ed, uh, Eddie Murphy's been so bad in so many different things. Even like the, 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 the 45 Pluto seconds. Nash. Oh, my God. No, the 45 seconds when he was on the 40th anniversary of SNL was even awkward and weird. Yeah, well, like, he, he didn't want to be good. there at, uh, all. at all. At all. But now he's going to host it this year. Oh, I, I want to thank the like, writers. He's going back and apologizing for his old comedy. I'm like, oh, dude, oh. come on. Dude, Delirious is one of the best stand-ups of all like, time. Yeah, of course. You, of course, or you can't raw, get away with that. Is it Delirious or is it Raw? Raw and Delirious were the two. Well, I'm saying well, uh, Raw's the one where he's in he's in the red yeah, leather. Correct. That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. That's, the, that's I mean, the crazy Of one. course you can't get away with the same things, but do you need to apologize? No, no you no. apologize by changing your comedy and still being funny. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of questions. Because he left stand-up and he was done. He never did stand-up after those specials. So... And he had a, a lot of writers too. Like he did write a lot of it and had his own take. But Paul Mooney wrote a ton of it. So I'm very interested to see what his comeback to comedy is like because it's either going to be great or it's going to be awful. I do not think there's going to be an in between here. All right, you guys want some funny stories from this week? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's one of my favorite sound bites. All right. So I found out. So there's this uh, elderly home down in North Carolina, right? Okay. Mostly focusing on uh, elderly patients with dementia. Okay. Sure. And we all have uh, been touched by dementia before. We've all touched dementia before. So the women running this, this uh, I guess they worked the overnights at this place. They just started, decided to uh, make some money off their patients. Okay. Taylor, what do you think they did to make money off their patients? Uh, they started a quilt knitting ring. And they sold it themselves and took the profits. And then um, their fingers started to hurt, and then they pulled landscaping duty. Oh, okay. <laughs> Happy Gilmore. He just pulled landscaping duty. Now uh, your back's gonna Josh, hurt. Josh, what do you think they were doing duty. with these uh, confused old folk? Go ahead, say it. Say it, because I know you're thinking. They were trying to go viral. I I don't know. I don't want to. Um, they started a fight club. <laughs> That's, that's actually better than what I thought. They, like, like, like they what started, I actually thought and what I said are two completely They things. started a fight club, and it's great because they couldn't really remember why they Yo, woke up with a black eye. Please tell me, there's like, a vi- is there a video somewhere? I'm sure on like Live Leak, but you're going to have to go through like 30 beheadings to get to it. I don't want uh, to go through any beheadings. Then don't go to Live Leak. <laughs> like, if you go to Live Leak, you'll get like two pornos and six beheadings. Jesus. Um, yeah, so they started a fight club, and they were recording it, and then sending it to their friends, and they posted some on the internet of these old folk that probably don't have any family left, hence why they're in the home. And this actually happens. Like, we have one in West Melford that got closed down recently. Josh, you remember AdvoServe? I do. And we had a lot of friends that worked there. And everyone I knew that worked there 
told stories about like the employees that have been there for a while and what they did to these patients. And I'm like, dude, these are like older people that don't have any family left, no one to take care of them. And these motherfucking employees are making them fight. And not only do they make them fight, they broke the first rule of Fight Club. They talked they about talk, Fight Club. They talked about Fight Club. You don't have to worry about them talking about Fight Club. They ain't going to remember shit. <laughs> you, know, as soon as they, you see Brad Pitt walk up to Meatloaf, you're too fat to fight, old man. Speaking of, speaking of Fight Club, while we're on it, um, I posted this article um, that's really cool from Consequence of Sound. Because um, this yesterday was the 20-year anniversary of Fight Club coming out. And it was also the 25-year anniversary of Nine Inch Nails, A Downward Spiral. And you read Fight Club, right, Josh? I did. Okay, so I didn't know this, but the author, Chuck, uh, how do you say his last name? Pluknik? Uh, honestly? Pluknik, I think. I think something like Pluknik. that. So I didn't know this, but when he was writing that, he was listening to The Downward Spiral on a loop. Mm-hmm. And this, when I was reading the article and comparing the song's lyrics and their content to what's happening in the film, leading up to the final track on Downward Spiral, which is Hurt, and obviously Tyler Durden slash whatever his na- actual name was, shooting himself in the face, that's Hurt. I hurt myself today to see if I still feel, mm-hmm. because the lines have been bled so far between his actual persona and Tyler Durden. Um, I thought that was really fascinating, that he just listened to one album and inspired a novel like Fight Club. Um, pretty cool. One of my favorite albums. I love the movie, obviously. I mean, most people, like, that's like a white guy's, like, favorite movie. Yeah. Like, most white people, basic white boys, they love Fight Club. Yeah. And we're pretty basic. But um, Elderly Fight Club, very interested. I mean, who would you take, like, the youngest of them or the biggest of the elderly folks if you had to put money on one of them? Youngest. Youngest? Same. I would say youngest because, like, yeah. the, the guy might be bigger, but he might have a bum hip or something. Yeah. But I, mean, I think most of them have a bum hip. Like, I think what they should do instead of calling knockouts is they put a life alert on them, and then when they get dropped, you press the, the button. Press the button. Um, now, here's another crazy story. So there's um, um in uh, the Netherlands, okay. guy a guy comes into a bar, right? He looks disheveled. Like, he hasn't seen this light of day in nine years. Long beard, wearing, like, old-looking clothes. Um, he goes to the bartender, and he apparently, like, he pounds down five beers, and they ask, like, what his story is. And he's like, well, I live in a basement with my five siblings and another man and my father who had a stroke, and we haven't come out of this basement in nine years. Why? This just happened in the Netherlands. They found this fucking family that has been secluded because the father apparently said the end times. I don't even think it's the father, actually. I think it's the property owner because he got arrested. The property owner was down there and this guy and his five siblings and the father who had a stroke. The mother used to be down there. She's dead now. Don't know what happened to her. They had a little garden down there, some livestock outside. The way this farm was set up was secluded, almost kind of like a commune like in midsummer. And these people were living down there for nine years, ages ages 18 to 25. So some of these kids were nine years old when they got brought down there. That's like a blast from the past with um, you watch. I listen favorite Brendan Fraser, um, <laughs> which very funny movie by the way. That actually is a good movie. Christopher Walken, Alicia Silverstone. Best part of that is when he finally comes up to the surface and he's walking down the street, <laughs> the street, and he sees the postmaster. It's this large black woman. Oh my Negro! Because he never because he was crazy. raised like it was the '60s down there still. Um, <laughs> but I read that story. I'm like, holy shit! That like. I want to know how this all came to be. Obviously, when they say that end times are near, it's a religious um, circumstance, as you would say. The father had a stroke that kept him down there. Was the father involved with this? Was the property owner keeping them some sort of hostage? But the, the oldest brother escaped. I think he was 25 and said, I, we can't live down there anymore. What the fuck? That's crazy. Like, I, I mean, at what point do you just kill yourself down there? Like, you, you have to realize that the end times aren't happening. But who knows? I don't. I haven't read the details about, like, what the, the, the little hole they were in was like. Taylor, what would you do in this situation? 
Uh, like if I was in the basement? Let's or? actually change it. What would you do if you were the bartender and this guy came in and told you this story? Like, what's your first reaction? Uh, I need I need you to sign over your life rights so I can make a movie. No, uh, get the <laughs> fuck out of my bar, dude. Get, you wouldn't call the cops for this guy? No, I would say get out and then... Uh, he wasn't being like a psychopath. He literally, he did the most sane thing possible. He walked in calmly and just pounded five or six beers. That's not calmly. I mean, it's calm enough considering the so circumstances. What, so, okay, so what compelled homie to leave and then just go to some bar? He realized that they, he, he realized that they can't live down there anymore. I don't know if it was food supply. The They said that he was very dirty, obviously. Okay. Had never had a haircut. No, His beard was haggard as shit. And he just stumbled across the first place he could walk into and then told someone. They obviously called the cops, discovered this whole thing. That is some wild that shit. That is crazy. How did he pay for the five beers? I'm assuming they saw him and were like, all right, it's on us. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. What would you do? Like, we don't want no trouble, buddy. Yeah, like, it's right? like, all right, this guy looks like he's a problem. He looks like uh, fucking, uh, what the hell is... Uh, he's he been like, an acid trip since Woodstock. He looks like Biff Tannen from Back to the Future 3. <laughs> wait, oh, wait, Western Biff? Yeah, Western Biff. <laughs> oh, Back to the Future 3 stinks. It's not that bad. The best part of it is the kid at the end when they're leaving, just pointing at his dick and they never <laughs> caught it. He he's just he's like, eh. he come back, Doc Brown. Can't affect things in the past, it'll affect the future. He back a wife and starts and a fucking fan. Family. Starts a family. Yeah, Doc Brown turned out to be turns the villain. a train into a fucking DeLorean <laughs> yeah. thing. Like, See, like I like Back to the Future two a lot. Two is really awesome. good. One is obviously one of the all time greats. Three I can do. Like three I will never watch if it's on. Yeah. Like if I decided like I have the Blu-rays, I'm like I'm gonna watch one and two. I will watch three because I commit to these things. Even if I watched I watched the Alien series recently and I had to watch Alien three yeah. and Alien Resurrection. Yeah. I, I, I like that's just like me the other day with Attack of the Clones. Yeah. I mean I always yeah, I told you not I to. always yeah. power through those. Um, Attack of the Clones, if not for the last thirty minutes, is a disaster. The last thirty minutes are dope. And then, you know, it's even like in Revenge of the Sith, just some of the dialogue can take you the fuck out of it. You know what? Some of the dialogue in Attack of the Clones perfectly describes the movie. It's just so rough and oh, coarse. God, I hate sand. <laughs> Do ya? I hate them. Is it, hold on. Is that, the one, them. is that the one where Annie, like, starts fucking, or Anakin is, like, riding that thing and they're on the field or whatever? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't mind. Ugh. I like that whole scene with the battle when all the Jedi show up. That yeah, shit that's was cool. dope. That, was really that shit was cool. dope. When Mace Windu just walks out and he fucking kills Jango Fett. Yeah, dude. That was it's, great. It, that's great. As for the rest of the movie, like it start every Star Wars movie, even the ones that people don't like, they always yeah. start out awesome. What like Phantom waste. Menace, oh, the sorry. opening of it is awesome. Yo, the opening a, of it and the end of it is awesome. What a waste of Christopher Lee, dude. Seriously, like an amazing yeah, actor and Dooku. Walk it away cool. this time, Dooku. <laughs> <laughs> My well, powers have doubled since the last uh, time we met. Double, and, and that's the good one. <laughs> yeah. And that's the good one. From my point of view, the Jedi are evil. Like some of that dialogue can just. There's really no point, Anakin. I have the high ground. <laughs> it's, you uh, underestimate my power. Imagine if Anakin was just like, imagine if Anakin was just like, you're right. See ya. He goes away on the little fucking hoverboard. Dude, he just goes for a superhero landing and loses both legs. I fucking love it. I hate you. He fucking yo, burns up. It's terrible at how hard I had laughed at him just lighting on fire and screaming. Of course. Crying laughing. You know what? Thank God we that. got hello there out of the whole thing. Hello there. <laughs> Those make some of the best memes. The hello there. He better say it Dude. in the Obi-Wan series. Oh, he needs to. Yo, if, if, if for nothing else, the original fucking three, or no, uh, the, the prequel Star Wars movies are some of the funniest bad movies I've ever oh, seen. Oh, dude, I mean, uh, Jake Lloyd, they've somehow picked someone that may have been worse than Jake Lloyd to play adult have a Anakin. Booba. Oh, God. Sebulba uh, uh, sucks. Jar Jar sucks. Sebulba's <laughs> just fucking the most anti-Semitic character ever. <laughs> he's just jipping people. He's got a huge nose. He's trying to rig games. He should have just put the fucking Israeli flag in front of him, and it would have been better. 
Like they just, oh my god! Like, I mean, it's true, is yeah. it not? No, like, come on. Um, here's here's a good one. So you guys watched uh, the People versus O.J. Simpson American Crime Story? Yeah. Awesome, dude. right? Yep. Did you guys watch times. the second season, the Versace season, the no. murder? So pretty good. I, I heard about it. Really good. Yeah. Do you know what the third season's going to be? And this is actually old news. I found out about this when I was on vacation. Right. I forgot to bring Isn't it up. Isn't it the um, Monica uh, Lewinsky, Bill Clinton scandal? Oh, I thought they were supposed to do the Hurricane uh, Katrina. Yeah. They were talking. No, now they're going into the Monica Lewinsky, Bill Clinton. Chris Kyle, I am so down for that. Down. I want John Goodman to play Linda Tripp like he did yep. on SNL. Yep. <laughs> like that's Yo, what I'm about. So uh, Monica Lewinsky has this like uh, this like one woman show that yeah, you know sure. she just does a speaking engagement, whatever. I hope it's a live reenactment <laughs> of the cigar I, angle. You, you know what she you know what she calls her show? Wow. And I couldn't believe one it girl I, one cigar. No, no, no. <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I read like. Oral office. It's called An Evening with Monica Lewinsky. Uh, and I was like, oh. Would you go to that if you were given tickets? Yes. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, it's such a hell historic yeah. moment in one of the most pivotal moments of our childhood. That's one of my first like mm-hmm. memories of like the political ecosystem yeah. was that. I actually have a lot of respect for her. Yeah, um, I mean, she. if you were talking Me Too angles, she was like the original. Yeah, you know, she's... She's been very upfront and very open yeah. with the whole scandal. And she got she got dragged through the mud mm-hmm. over the president of the United States coercing her into oral sex. Hey, listen, if the president asked me to blow him, I'd say, where? Like, <laughs> I'll do it. It's a fucking president. You don't say no to the fucking president. JFK was pounding out interns regularly. Yeah. Mimi Beardsley wrote a whole fucking book about it, and then he would make her go over and blow fucking Teddy Kennedy before that thing grew in his brain. Um, I, I, it's Is true. one that's still alive, kind of? No, Teddy Kennedy died a few years ago. A few years ago. Yeah. Aren't they pretty much... Uh well, there's the one Kennedy left that just can't speak really, and he drools when he talks and yeah. shit. Um, but yeah, all so of them. Larry are, Flint. Yeah, I mean, it's Mimi Beardsley wrote this whole fucking book. What a terrible name, by the way, Mimi Beardsley. Yeah. Um, that JFK took her virginity. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure presidents have been doing this long before JFK. Even, I mean, yeah. they, it's proven that they have this little back office for them to get their like girlfriends in and out and shit. You know, I'm pro- I'm really surprised that there isn't more. Uh, there wasn't more outrage. Um, after the Crown season two uh, portrayed what a jerk off JFK was in real life. Oh yeah, I mean when you really read into it about JFK, I mean, and it, uh, you know, you could talk about everything with him and how well he handled the Cuban Missile Crisis, which goes without saying. Obviously, not obviously, I fucking said it. Um, but when you look at the way he treated women and how he I'm treated, so angry about do, you, that. do you know like that whole family was pretty fucked up? Yeah, like they they are the only family in American history that I think is probably the closest thing to royalty. When you look at how far back not the they Kennedys go. for sure. But you know they had a fucking sister. Do you know about JFK's sister? Uh, Taylor at all? Uh, no, because so, because she's she's not JFK or RFK. Okay, but but everyone knew about the other sub. They knew about cousins and things. Right. He had a sister that was different. She she wasn't she was smart. She got good grades, but she was a little more outgoing and rambunctious and probably not as like uh, intellectually superior like the rest of the Kennedys. You want to know what JFK's dad did? Gave yeah. her a fucking lobotomy and turned her into a vegetable. Mm-hmm. Put her in a home where the ha- family hit her for the rest of her life. She was still alive when JFK was president. She only died, I think, in like 2002. Wow. And the family completely hid the fact that they had a vegetable for a sister that the father did. That's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. By all standards, if that happened to a presidency that they ignored their fucking family member with a disability, imagine what the ramifications would be. Oh, it's pretty crazy, but JFK was a scumbag. He was morally conflicted, a very, very good politician yep. by politician standards. Uh, I mean, as far as uh, uh, on a human level, big piece of shit. E- extremely from, immoral. From, from, extremely immoral. But then, and I'm talking on a personal level. As far as for the whole, 
as far as the I mean, country, kept you, us you're out gonna, of nuclear disaster. Yeah. You're, you're going to find few presidents that were better than JFK. There's a reason why he was elected at 43 yeah, years old. I don't know if anyone um, could have had the demeanor to handle the Cuban Missile Crisis the way he and his brother did. Also, his brother was even as much the point man. Also, I mean, the biggest thing too was that I mean, you're talking about a guy that like a president. The first time a president really went and sided with. I keep I keep saying affirmative civil rights. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't know if it was him, but I know like he, well, LBJ like, like, is the one that eventually passed the things that JFK tried started doing. Yeah, but that JFK would have done it if he didn't get fucking shot. Yeah, if he yeah. would have just done. LBJ, by the way, huge cock. Apparently had a huge cock. He's a dickhead. And he also um, was. I think that they 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 say he was the first president to bring sex toys into the White House. <laughs> it's weird the stuff you could find. I love presidential history, so I love yeah. reading all these things about them. Very very interesting. Um, this week, before we get into our football picks, I think we can officially say that Michael Bisping is the greatest champion in UFC history. Did you see what he fucking showed on his show? He won the UFC middleweight title with a fucking glass eye. He took out his fucking glass eye on his show. What? Because he got his eye fucked up the night he stole my bottle of wine. The story I've told before, when he came to our hotel room at 3 in the morning, drank with us, and took our bottle of wine, he got his eye fucked up by Alan Belcher. And if you notice in his last few fights, his eye he always had the lazy eye last few years. Takes it out. He had a fucking glass eye. And he beat Luke Rockhold for the middleweight title, defended it against fucking Dan Henderson in the rematch. The fact that he fought that long alone with a glass eye. But he fucking won the UFC. That's crazy. I don't know if any fighter stock has gone up more in retirement than Michael Bisping's. Yo, did he not like... There it is. Let's see. Look at that. Yeah, show, show Joshua, please. But like... So, I'm pretty sure he's mentioned it before. He's yeah. mentioned that he's had eye issues he's for a majority of his surgeries. career. Yeah. Um, but as far as him having a glass eye during a fight, that is news to me. Yeah. Um, How did he pass it? Dana White already well, challenged. Like, oh, so, he was, I don't. I think he actually absolutely did it. So, here's the crazy part about this. Is that if he really did this with a glass eye, wasn't this fight on like four days notice? Yeah, when he beat Luke Rockhold. No, that's what like I'm saying. It was a yeah. week's notice on yeah, top of only being there was this having 50% of your vision gone. Yeah. And beating, there, at an, the time, he was a fucking killer, yeah, Luke Rockhold. came off beating uh, Chris Weidman. Mm-hmm. There's Handily. an old urban legend with uh, the Nogara brothers. Because Big Nog, when he came to the UFC, he was on his last legs, even yeah. though he won the interim UFC heavyweight title. Well, he was in so his, many wars. His and one pride, eye though. was like this. Uh. It was, and they, they, there was a, and he always used to get hit right where it was, which made people think that he couldn't see out of it. And because he had a twin brother, although slightly smaller, very similar frame, if he's not cutting weight in Will Nog. There was a, a theory that his when he had to do his medicals, that Lil Nog filled in for Big Nog to pass them because Big Nog wouldn't pass the vision test. I could see that. The only Makes difference sense. is that Big Nog had that gigantic scar on his back that looked like he got just like a scoop of flesh taken out because he got ran over by a tractor when he was a kid. Dude, I'm I'm still salty at uh what the at Frank Mir for what he did to Big Nog in that fucking fight. Both like, times, he, no, no, he I'm knocked saying, him out the first no, time I'm and then he the snapped, snapped his arm the second well, time. When he snapped his arm, it was over. He taps and then he's trying to pull him off and you just. I, well, I was no, wait, no, I was he, wait, he didn't tap Big Nog. He, he didn't. Did. Swear to God, he tapped. Dude, I was watching it with Spooner. I swear to Christ, I'm telling you because he would have gotten suspended if he. Didn't ta- if he ca- if he didn't let go. Dude, Look at who Samar Paul Harris. I remember that so vividly. He tapped after he tapped after he got snapped. I, I promise I'll you. I'll never forget that man. Frank Mir. I, it was me and Spooner. There's one thing I respected about Frank Frank Mir is that he said if you don't tap, I'm going to break it, and that's the way it should be. It's on the fighters. That's in the submissions. Resp- it's their responsibility. Well, it was just, it's the same thing. If you're a champion, you, if you're a champion, you're in a fucking rear naked or in a choke. You go out. Go to sleep. All right. I got one more thing before football. It's a big movie coming out. It's actually about D Day. It's called The Battle of Omaha Beach. Can't wait. Um, who would you like to see like starring in that movie? Because I want to tell you the actors, because I think you're all going to be very happy. Uh, like who I would like to see in that? Yeah, like a D-Day um, movie. 
a D-Day movie. Uh, I wouldn't hate Chris Hemsworth. I think that okay, would be cool. That'd be good, good casting. Um, I, I also wouldn't hate... Tom Hiddleston, maybe? Tom Hiddleston would be sick. We're just casting the Avengers. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I mean, uh, truth be told, I wouldn't hate... Half the cast of Chernobyl would Tr- be good. Oh, my God. Uh, I wouldn't hate... Um, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman would be good. And then what's the fucking... What's uh, the guy that plays the mount... No, no, no. Uh, the guy that plays the hound... Oh, yeah, yeah. He'd would, be really good. Would be cool. Josh, who would you like to see in a Varys. D-Day movie? Um, anyone in particular? Just one actor, because I want to tell you who's in this. D Day, D Day, D Day. Uh, I would like December seventh. I know what D Day is. I'm just saying. Jerk off. Um, come on, come on, just uh, give me an actor. I know. I'm trying to think of one that's like out of the box. All right, Jamie Fox. Um, that's yours. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna cover up the names. White House down, dude. I want you to tell me who this is in the poster. That is. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Is that... Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Go ahead. Just say it. Is say that, who you think it is. Is that Chuck Liddell? Chuck Liddell. Shut the fuck up. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Who's the guy on the left? I know who that is. That's fucking Randy Couture That's in disgusting. a D-Day movie. <laughs> I will watch this shit out of this. I need to see how bad it is. You. It says the day that changed the world. All right. Let's get into football. By the way, Frankie Edgar versus Conor McGregor in December is the rumor. Sick. Um, I'm down for that fight. Is it really a rumor? Are we recording now? We are. Hi. Episode 73, you watch, I listen. Week 7 NFL picks. Again, listen to our picks. Listen to Taylor's betting advice and go sign up on BetDSI.com. Use promo code YWIL. Make your first deposit. 100% bonus match and a free $25 wager. So go to BetDSI.com. Promo code YWIL. Heading into week seven, Taylor and I are tied after my horrendous week at five and nine at fifty-one forty and one. You had the best week at nine and five. I was, and Josh went seven and seven. I still was, in the lead by four games at fifty-five thirty-six and one. I, I just want to say these last two weeks, I've made a miraculous comeback. It looked like I was dead in the water. Yeah, real talk. You got plenty of time to blow it. Don't oh, worry. No, you're doing it for me. So, uh, all right. So, what's both the first of us are in theory. You had like ten games up two weeks ago. Yeah, you were. Um, it's been a tough couple of weeks. It has fantasy. Real right. life. I won last week. Did you? Yeah. Who did no, you beat? Didn't. Uh, who did I beat? Who did I beat? Um, you don't even know. Ken. No, it wasn't Ken. Ralph. Uh, Ralph stinks. No, it wasn't Ralph. Uh, By the way, I, Tyler's I think, wedding this weekend, isn't it? Fuck him. I think no, it's uh, no, it's, it's the weekend of my birthday. Oh November. well, fuck you too. I think it's Thanks, somebody dude. that uh, Courtney works with. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I don't you know. Who, name, I don't know who Courtney I, I'm, is. I'm, no I'm one f- knows who Courtney yeah, is. Yeah, I'm, I'm five. Yeah, I keep saying it. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm five and one in the in my fantasy league. Good with okay. that 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 fun stuff. All right, why don't we get into these picks? A couple crazy things actually happened this week. Marcus Peter traded from the Rams to the Ravens. Jalen Ramsey from the fucking Jaguars to the Rams. And keep to lead put on IR. Um, it looks like Trent Williams will get traded to the Browns. That's most likely going to happen. The so, Ravens are still trying to get a pass rusher. And my one prediction, my bold prediction before the season started, what? was that before week eight, Marcus Mariota would be benched in favor of Ryan Tannehill. And here it is. Good for you. Yeah. So, all last, so 2014, 2015, 2016, Jacksonville Jaguars draft picks all playing for yep, the Rams. All right playing now. for the Rams. Dante and Fowler, guess, Blake Bortles, Jalen Ramsey. And guess who doesn't have draft picks for the next two years in the first round? Dude, by the, the Rams. Yo, there's, there's a picture of. Uh, what the fuck? Sean McVay. Sean McVay. Yeah, it's yeah, like I saw that. I when saw you that finally picture. get a first round pick, 
and he's old as shit. Yeah, I um, yeah. I don't know how I feel about that trade because I don't think the Rams are in any position to make the Super Bowl. Let, I don't even know if they're going to make now. the playoffs. Not now. And they, they traded for him without getting the extension done, very similar to how the Texans did it with Laramie Tunzel. I know they're saying it will get done, but that's well, a that's a really, well, really risky proposition the way without C- a contract. The way the Seahawks did it with Jadavion Clowney, doesn't they, have an extension. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I know. It's it's all risky when you're doing that, but mm. I, I'm so tired of all these players that just fucking can say, oh, I'm done, my back hurts, trade me. Like, what is going on? It's the fucking NBA. I don't yeah. like it. I don't like it. You're giving the player... I'm almost always in favor of the players. Like, historically, that's my angle. I want to favor the players. But in this situation, I don't think you should. I don't. When they're just... When they're, you're demanding things. And it's not even like the Jags were playing poorly. Nah. You got to do a tiff with Doug Marone and he wants out? It was, it was, it was like week one or week two. It was, yeah. You know, I don't... It was over something silly, And Marcel too. Darius took a shot at him today, too. He was like, uh, how you feeling before this game? He's like, ah, oh, my back. Jesus. Like so, he, clearly his teammates thought he was making it up. We don't know if he's going to play it, this week yet. It was only a matter of time till Tom Coughlin got him out of there. I called it for after yeah, last when year. He, when he showed up with the money truck, you said it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. T- it's only a matter of time. Tom Coughlin didn't want to put up with that guy's bullshit no more. Very very strange week though. Um, so let me get into the picks. Um, first game involves your team, Taylor. The Kansas City Chiefs at the Denver That's Broncos. That's not my fucking team. No, I'm saying involving your team. Okay. Uh, um, the Kansas City Chiefs at the Denver Broncos. Uh, Chiefs are three and a half point favorites on the road, despite coming off a two game losing streak where they lost in very similar fashion in both games. Um, and full credit to you for calling that in back-to-back weeks. Um, the, the Chiefs' formula for beating them, you know who to, what team it's exactly like? The 06 Colts. Even though they won the Super Bowl that year, if you remember, all you did to Can't keep Peyton Manning off the sideline is just run the ball, run the ball, run the so, ball. I just, so, so, go okay. ahead, you make your pick. It's your team. It's my team, my pick, and I'm just going to, I just want to tell you that you specifically just, you know, go fuck yourself. Sure, because it's sure. like, uh, uh, no one's at the offensive line like the Colts do. Hey, they I, can't run the ball. Carlos Hyde runs for 118 and they two ran it fucking down touchdowns. Ali Crow on that one, for sure. After they fought, after the right tackle got hurt, and dude, it's the same shit. The Kansas City's defense is trash. Yep, it is fucking trash. They have no trash. linebackers and no secondary. With, with Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay coming in, I like it, but with and, and and the thing is with Denver's secondary really starting to kind of turn it like the, the defense is starting to turn it around. Who would have thought Bradley Chubb getting hurt? And kind Pat of Mahomes a is more hurt than they're letting on to. He's not stepping no. into any of his throws. There's something wrong, and not to mention he's getting pissed off with his wide receivers. This is the second week in a row. No Sammy Watkins as well. Um, even though Tyreek Hill really looked and fantastic. That touchdown last week. he had was ridiculous ridi- for his it's size hard. to go up and make a moss catch over three different people. Yeah, honestly, like that's it's it's hard, but I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Denver this week. Um, I just really believe that Denver is really starting to figure it out at the right time. And I'll say it like I said last week, Kansas City is starting to unravel. Not to mention, what is Andy Reid good at? Not winning when it fucking counts, honestly. Sure. In a division game, Kansas City is clearly the better team, but... At home. At home against Denver. Denver's starting to figure it out on a two-game winning streak. I really think Denver is going to just pound the rock, Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman, and I think they're going to do that little play action. I think Noah Font might have a touch. Cortland Sutton might have a touch. I really think that Denver's offense is starting to figure it out. Scangrill is really starting to get a little creative with the offense. So sure. my pick this week is for my homies in Denver. That's tomorrow night. Let's fucking go, dude. Josh? Fuck the Chiefs. Uh... <laughs> I'm gonna take Denver as well. Um, I, I there's something wrong with Pat Mahomes. Like yeah, his ankles said. fucked, dude. He um, had a, such a bad interception where he was off his back foot in the back of the end zone. There's you know, something and, wrong and, there. And history favors the home team in Thursday night games. Absolutely does. There's um, only there's only been one home loss on Thursday night, and that was the Packers against the Eagles. Yeah. So I'm you know I'm just with that in mind, I'm taking Denver home game Thursday night division game against a guy who's not looking himself right now. Yeah. Um. 
I want to take the Broncos, but the fact that you two took them, I'm going to take Kansas City because i got to make up ground. Uh, there's a couple things playing here. I love Denver's defense. I love the defense coming into the year. I was very disappointed with them the first few weeks. I still don't like the offense, despite the running game actually working really well. Um, I, you know, I don't think Joe Flacco's Deshaun Watson. I don't even no. think he's Jacoby Brissett. Um, no. And I think in a game like this, I think the Chiefs, I believe the Chiefs haven't lost three games under Andy Reid in his tenure as the head coach, which well, is pretty crazy. That just it tells means me it's, that due, it's, due. it's due to happen. I don't think the Broncos are the team to do it. Um, they haven't put up more than 24 points yet this year, correct? The Broncos? I so, something like that. They, so I think in a game like this, it's going to be really um, close. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think their inability to score touchdowns, I think they're going to settle for field goals, very similar to the Detroit against the Packers this past week. I'm not Could taking happen. it confidently, but I'm going to take the Chiefs um, on the road. I think the average uh, Thursday night road uh, wins for teams is like five a year. We've already right. had one, so that means we're going to need a couple more. I'm going to sure. take the Chiefs in this one, so but I, not confidently, mind no, you. Say, so let me ask you one more question. Sure. How many times did Sean Watson get sacked by that no, he second-best defense? He, I didn't say second-best defense. I said second-best second pass, pass rush. rush. I apologize. Which yes, they, right. they technically they hit him 11 times. But he didn't go down. He didn't go down. He got rid of the ball. They hit him 11 times. The pass rush is still there, but when you don't have linebackers cleaning up and you don't have corners that are able to get out of their presses very well or they're getting a release too easily, that's what's going to happen, and especially not being able to run the ball. It is the Colts 6 formula, which, by the way, the Colts ended up winning the Super Bowl against fucking Rex Grossman that year. The Kansas City <laughs> so, model, bro. The Kansas City model. Um, if Pat Mahomes starts getting healthy, it's a completely different story, and I take them yeah, confidently. Sure. No, absolutely. Um, of course. Yeah. But, um, you know, they're, it's also their offensive line isn't playing great well, either. So Kareem Jackson got a pick. Chris Harris yeah. starting to step it up. I, li- I like what's happening. Correct. Um, but there, I don't trust Joe Flacco's play enough, and it's going to come down to the quarterback needing to make plays. Jacoby Brissett made plays. Deshaun Watson made plays. And I don't know if Joe Flacco can do that at this I, point. They've beaten bad well, teams to charge. Flacco's made a lot of bad throws. I'm sorry we're still sticking on this, but a lot of people were getting on Noah Font specifically last game. Tight end's like the when, hardest position to no, come out of college right to. Well, that too. I mean, Noah Font's really done a really good job. Everyone's like, Hawkinson is so much better because they both played for the same Iowa team. Hawkinson's not doing much either. Hawkinson, like- Hawkinson has 14 catches, 210 yards, two touchdowns. Font has 12 catches, 130 yards, and one touchdown. Yeah, it's, it's exactly not a dr- the dramatic difference. So it's fine. And Flacco made a lot of bad throws last yeah. game, and they still won. All right, next game is the Arizona Cardinals off a two-game winning streak against the New York Giants. Uh, Giants three-point favorites at home. Um, I'm going to take the Cardinals in this one. I like what they're doing right now. The offense is really starting to open up. Uh, through the first uh, five weeks, to show, um, Kyler Murray was sacked 21 times. Through the last two weeks, he's been sacked once. He's getting protection. He's getting rid of the ball faster. He's deciding when to take off with the ball a lot better. Um, they're getting more creative with the offensive play calling. The defense is still struggling. I think it's going to be a very, very high-scoring game. I really don't like what I'm seeing from the Giants right now. Since his opening game where he was sensational. Daniel Jones has taken a huge step back. Um, he's making poor decisions. He's uh, he's a rookie. It, it's expected to happen. Like, it's going to happen. Yeah, he's going to grow. He's going to develop. But to me, I like what the Cardinals are doing right now. I'm going to take them on the road to beat the New York football Giants. So I'm going to take the New York Giants. And a lot of it is just because I just don't trust Arizona's defense. Yeah. The pass rush could be there. Chandler Jones, Terrell Suggs. You got you got some stuff there. But Patrick Peterson, Patrick, obviously. Pat Peterson's on the back half of his career. Was already, yeah. By the way, they're looking the shop at this point. So that tells you that Pat Pete's not really going to be all there. You probably can get him for a third round pick at this point. Easy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like for a championship contender. But um, I think I just don't trust Arizona's defense at all. And I think that how 
poorly Daniel Danny Dimes has played, I think he's going to need a bounce back game. Well, he's going to have to have a pretty good game. back this week. You're getting Sterling Shepard back so, this week. So, so something's going to happen. He's getting, he's getting pieces options. back. And also, a uh, big thing is just because my uh, my friend's fiance works at a public high school where the Giants just showed up to do a Play 60 event at her school. So I'm kind of a little biased there because sure. he's also a Giants fan. So cool. All right, three. So that's for you. Giants for you. Pick the Giants. Josh, uh, I'm taking the Cardinals. Um, Giants are kind of a downswing right now. Yeah. Cardinals are in kind of an upswing. Yeah, I, the, the team started to figure out the little habits of Daniel Jones, and the biggest one being that he has a hitch in his a hitch in his throw, and they're getting to him a lot faster. They're tipping a lot of passes despite his size. Um, he's got to adjust. The coaching staff has to adjust around it. Getting Saquon back is obviously huge. I think it's gonna be a very very high scoring game, total I, shootout. I, I think Saquon coming back takes a lot of pressure off. Dan. Absolutely does. So that's gonna you, happen. You asked some questions about the workload, obviously, For sure, yeah. because you don't know and if it could get tweaked. But I'm gonna take the Cardinals. Josh is gonna take the Cardinals. You're going to take the Giants. Yeah. Um, this is a great game here. The Houston Texans at the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the Colts one-point favorites at home coming off their bye week. Uh, Taylor. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I have the Houston Texans. Um, I don't know what's happening, but they're really starting to figure it out. Like Deshaun Watson has played lights out like, yeah, his last great. two games, really. Um, I just think Houston's really starting to figure it out. I mean, they're still feeling the loss of Lamar of Lamar Miller, but Carlos Hyde has stepped in brilliantly. Duke Johnson has yep. filled has filled nice that void. They're really starting to. F- they're really having a good time. My pro- my issue with Houston right now. And it's weird because he was a surefire thing last year. Didn't have a single drop pass all season. DeAndre Hopkins does not look like himself. No, this he's year. been dropping a lot of passes. And Will Fur- which, Fuller has been dropping which, a lot too. Which, which is by, his which game. by the way, in that in that Kansas City game, Will Fuller dropped three touchdown yeah. passes, and Deshaun, uh, Deshaun and DeAndre Hopkins dropped one wide yep. open. Yep. So like you you take that into consideration. I mean, it's even that score is not even remotely close sure. last week. Um, but I think the Texans they they really have it figured out. I mean, they really have a lot of st- uh, they really have it dialed in, and I think Deshaun Watson is really going to be... He's, he's pushing for MVP at this point, Josh, honestly, at 4-2. Um, I'm taking the Colts. Um, coming off the bye week, they were doing some pretty impressive stuff heading into their bye week. Yep. Now they got the week of rest. Uh, Jacoby Brissett has really surprised me this yeah, season he's played with really how, well. how well he's played. He's, he's, it helps when your offensive line doesn't let you get touched, really. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm taking the Colts, um, and I said this to when they played earlier in the season in Houston, and the Colts won, is that the, the Texans under Bill O'Brien have never been able to figure out the Colts. Uh, <coughs> T.Y. Hilton, his best games every year come against the Texans for some reason, whether it's Andrew Luck or Jacoby Brissett. Um, I'm going to take the Colts. I think that their ability to run the ball, I think their ability to stretch the ball down the field using their wide receivers are going to be enough. I think they're going to get they're going to actually get to Deshaun Watson because they have a better defense than Kansas City, and again they. Coming off their bye week, I think they're going to be refreshed, and I think this is a game they know they can make up in the division, especially with the Col- uh, the Jaguars taking a big step back. They have to win this game. Um, I like the Colts. Uh, next game, we don't need to spend time on this one. The Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. The Miami Dolphins going back to Ryan Fitzpatrick as the starter after he came in and gave them some life offensively. Um, the Bills have one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, they're averaging the least amount of points given up at home. Uh, it, it's Buffalo. It's, it's Buffalo. It's Buffalo, and I want to give a shout-out to my um, our friend, friend of the show, Khaled. I apologize for telling you to start Josh Rosen <laughs> over Case Keenum. Yeah. I'm sorry. Case Keenum did throw two very nice touchdowns to McLaurin. My fault. And um, This is the type of game 
game where Fitz Magic strikes, I'm taking the Dolphins. Okay, dude, listen. He played really well when he came in last week. He hasn't had it yet, and no, this he, could be the game dude, where he has it. It's a revenge yeah. game. It's a revenge game. Yeah. I don't trust it at all. <laughs> By the way, lie, the Bills are 17-point favorites at home in this game. <laughs> That's disgusting. No. <laughs> That's Do not disgusting. take that line. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm taking the Bills. Although, I will say. If you, 17? 17? Who the Bills think they I, fucking I think are. the way the Dolphins have been playing, they could cover 17 in this game. They could easily cover 17. So I might. It. No, I would think about it. You should I, do it. Just do it. I'll do it. Honestly, I'm you not going to bring me a Big Mac if they if you win. How does that benefit me? It doesn't. It benefits me because the Dolphins win and I get a Big Mac. I have. <laughs> hold on. Wait, wait, I listen. love the play call at the end of the Dolphins you know game, and I called it <laughs> Tank for two. <laughs> yeah, that was actually really funny. <laughs> yeah, you got that wrong. <laughs> tank. No, I did it on purpose. Tank for two. Oh, Tank for two. Yeah, they they took oh. they they went for a two point conversion to win it, which I liked the call, but they did the worst ever two point conversion play. I think I texted you about that. Yeah. I was like, um, okay, so Josh is taking the Dolphins. Uh, the next game, the Minnesota Vikings at the Detroit Lions. Uh, the Detroit Lions are one-point underdogs at home despite um, in a position where they probably should have beat Green Bay on the road. Um, it's uh, The refs were terrible. I'm not denying that. The refs made horrific calls that likely cost them the game. But you can't go into Green Bay and settle for field goals. Terrible mistake. But with that said, I'm taking the Detroit Lions. Kirk Cousins has played well the last two weeks, which means he is due to have a Kirk Cousins game. Um, I really like the way the Lions are playing football for the most part. Uh, I like the way Stafford's playing. I like the way they're running the ball. I like the way their defense is playing. And again, the Vikings are due. Um, they're they're not going to pass the ball like they did last week all season. And the Lions have played very, very good football, and they've played very, very good football at home. They have the Chiefs on the ro- ropes at home. I'm taking the Lions. I'm going to take the Vikings because two weeks in a row, I said, you know what? No, it's not going to. Actually, that's not true. The Vikings over the Giants, everyone knew. Last week, I'm like, we all listen. took the Giants. What? We all took the Giants against the Vikings. No, no we didn't. Yes, we did. Did we? I promise uh-huh. you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had pneumonia. Don't forget yeah, about true. that. True. Good point. So, uh, but like the way the way that the, the the Vikings have really figured it out, and like Stephon Diggs is really starting to like really blossom as that mm-hmm. true number one wide receiver. I this is Kirk Cousins. This is this is what he ha- is able to do at home when, when he doesn't get in his own way. I, that's that his biggest problem. He gets in his own way. Yeah. He's not a bad quarterback. It's just that he he's gets, not a good quarterback. He gets too full of himself when he thinks he's this guy. Like, you like that? Like yeah, he's he not gets, that good. He gets a little too full of he's himself. He's a journeyman. He would be a serviceable. He's he would be serviceable. He's slightly if he, if better he than Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's slightly better than Ray, Andy Dalton, though. I would say he's about to Andy Dalton because That's what I'm it, when you look at their career success and failures, it's very, very it's similar. similar. Right. Very similar. But, Road splits, big games, division games, playoff games. But I just think the Vikings are really hitting their stride. Let's take Kirk Cousins out of, the, out of the equation and let's just remember that as long as someone gets the ball to Thielen or Diggs or Dalvin Cook, this offense is going to be dynamic. I don't think so, they can be on the road, though, and that's what's kind of happened besides the Giants game, unfortunately. We'll see, but I, I'll go on a limb and okay. say the 4 and 2 Vikings will go for The one-point favorites, it's not like, this is a, a toss-up game, honestly. It's a, w- w- One-point spread is literally a pickup yeah. at that point. Doesn't Josh? matter. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Lions as well. Um, same exact reason as you were due a Kirk Cousins game. Yeah, and I, I, I've said all year, I said coming in the year, I hate the Vikings on the road because they, they just, they're one of those teams that's built to play at home. They're also a dome team, so like it's, yeah, it's, dude, hard, it's harder to play. I mean, but the Detroit's in a dome, well, though, no? Well, so that's that's. But you, but you also look at like when I think about like teams that were really good at home and then they took a step back on the road. And yeah, these right. were much better teams. You look at the Seahawks in the first few years under Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll, great at home, and they took a big step back on the road. Right. That's kind of who the Vikings are with way inferior talent on both sides of the ball. It could. Yeah. So it's a, it's a pick 'em. Yeah. Uh, a pick. Next game, the Oakland Raiders at the Green Bay Packers. Packers getting that. 
last second win over the Lions. Uh, the Raiders coming off their bye week, but before that winning, uh, I forgot who they fucking beat. Um, the Bears. The Bears, yeah, the Bears they beat Bears. in London. Um, Josh, why don't you go first on this one uh, as you're I, yawning? I am going to take the Raiders. Oh, you cunt. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what? Like, Despite the win, the win was kind of gifted. Uh, I didn't think that the Packers looked that great this past week. They look okay. Um, but a lot of drops. They fucked Aaron Rodgers a lot, and he had to go to guys you never heard of to get touchdowns. That touchdown pass he made to that kid. Drama uh, Allison? No, no, the kid whose name I never heard of. He only had one catch coming into that, and his first touchdown catch, the one he hit in the left sideline. This is Sunday night, in, right? Yeah, uh, I, I, Monday, I Monday night game. game. Yeah. I didn't watch was this game. an unbelievable pass. He had two passes in this that only Aaron Rodgers can make. These just little floaters down the sideline, and yeah. one went for a touchdown. And I, was again, watched, I watched El Camino instead. Again, the refs, the refs were horrendous. Couldn't. Um, so I... I <laughs> It, it, it's a 15-year thing. I have to he couldn't. He couldn't. Couldn't could, care less. Couldn't could care, <laughs> care less. Couldn't care less. Couldn't care less. So you're going to take the Raiders because of the way the, vi- the Packers looked. I'm going to take them because of the way the Packers looked and because of the way they looked last time. I know it was a London game. London and no Mitch Trubisky, and it was the Bears who defense only, really, is yeah. what they are. Um, you know, but they, they looked pretty good the last time so out. They, and, you they know, definitely and, looked better. They're 4-2. They're not a bad team right now, the Raiders. Mm, yeah. Um, no, 3-2. Three and two. Yes, three, three and two. Yeah, correct. You're three and two. Correct. Uh, me, I'm just gonna go Green Bay. Yeah, it was a fluke Monday night, but Detroit's a good team, man. I, I you can't. Very, it's, 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 very it's hard to look past them, it, dude. They should easily be four and two right now. They're a tough um, team at minimum, but not an easy out. I have to take a lot into consideration. Was just even though the Cowboys are turning into fraudulent. Um, but but the way the green the way Justin. that way that Green Bay handled them when they were at the at their peak Decisively. at the time, um, I really think Green Bay's defense is going to just shine through here because Derek Carr stinks. Yeah, you know what I mean. The only thing you're going to see from um, Derek Carr isn't far off from Kirk Cousins. That might be a good comparison. That's better. Yeah, that yeah, I like that comparison. better. Um, you're going to see probably a big game from that uh, that tight end Waller that yeah. you heard a lot from. The on running hard game for Green Bay, I think, is going to have Josh a huge Jacobs. Game. Yeah, but. Green Bay ultimately is the better team, and they're gonna. I think they're gonna prevail. Yeah, in this I th- game. I'm taking Green Bay also. Um, I like how we have a lot of different picks. This yeah. could be interesting. Week. I, I'm taking Green Bay as well. Um, I really, really like them. In this, I like them right now. I, I did like them more than you did coming into the year. I, thought, I, I didn't think they were going to be this good as they are right now. I flat out said they sucked. This is I, way. I just. I mean, than I Aaron Rodgers is playing the best he has in years consistently because he's getting protection. He's healthy, obviously, and he has a running game. You know, he has he, a running game, and this was without good pass catchers. Jimmy Graham is suddenly not good anymore. He's dropping everything. You, well, see, because he should have followed Gronkowski lead and just taken off. Yeah, but probably. You know I mean? Or go back to New Orleans instead of going to Green Bay. Exactly. So um, this this team reminds me very much of an old Pats team when they had no wide receivers. Where their number one was was Shea Caldwell, and yeah. all they had was Corey Dillon. Yeah, that's what this kind. This what this team reminds me of. Yeah, and their defense is playing very well. They're running the ball better than they have with since Ryan Grant, maybe Ryan, Ryan Grant. Jesus, Ryan um, Grant. like honestly, like James Starks. Too. Yeah, like consistently being able to run the ball. Uh, I like their head coach. I like what Matt Lafleur is doing. He's um, he's created he's made some creative things on the offense and allowed Aaron Rodgers to not only change plays at the line, but to st- stick in the pocket and do his typical be able to run out of the pocket and make a throw thirty yards downfield. Um, so I'm taking the Packers over the Raiders. Was very ballsy. He's just, he's just letting Aaron like just throw yeah, it. But exactly. he's he's not let, he's not like McCarthy letting Aaron do whatever the hell he wants. All right, so next game, uh, this spread's actually a lot closer than I would expect. Uh, The Jacksonville Jaguars against Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Obviously, we just talked about the Jaguars trading trading Jalen Ramsey, but they haven't had him for a while now. Um, Gardner Minshew, the shine's coming off a little bit as teams are starting to figure him out. Um, But the Bengals are really, really bad. They're a really, really, really bad team. 
Um, yeah, and Ravens I, weren't good enough to cover eleven. And I don't, I don't think Ugh. that the, I think that the Bengals are good. They're not bad enough to get blown out every week, but they're not good enough to overcome and win. I don't think they're bad enough to be zero and six. I mean, so many you like that. I do. Personally. I don't. I don't think so. I don't. I really they don't. they have not been able. To, and Andy Dalton, we just talked about him. He's only as good as the running game behind him, and they have the worst running game in the league right now. And it's not even close. Which is crazy because Joe Mixon and Giovanni Bernard are pretty good. But when good you backs. got no offensive line, it doesn't know, matter. Yeah, you can't right. open holes. And I agree. I like Mixon and I like Gio Bernard a and, lot. And like I like that kid Alden Tate, who's actually a pretty good wide receiver. But they got they like, got no, no one to throw to. They don't have a very good defense. Although it's not dude, a terrible defense. Um, I like Jacksonville in this one. I think that the inability we saw when the te- Titans. Couldn't run the ball against the Jaguars. What happened? Yeah, uh, I think the Jaguars' defensive line is going to feast. I think they're going to have at least five sacks. Um, I think Andy Dalton's going to get hurt in this game. I'm not rooting for that, but I'm, I think he's going to get hurt. You, like, like maybe like out for the game. See you next week. Hurt. I don't. I don't know for sure, but I think he's going to get injured. Um, um, that's a really weird prediction to make, but <laughs> it's the kind. Andy Dalton's gotten hurt a lot in the last few years, hasn't I, he? I, I need you to give me odds on this. Oh, like, 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 what's the odds he gets hurt? What's the odds he's he does injured he by the second quarter? And I'll put uh, two to one that he doesn't finish the game. I'll take that bet. Okay, deal. What are we betting? A Big Mac? Yeah, I'll bet a Big All Mac. Right, deal. All right. <laughs> so hold on. So if I win, I actually. How about this? If I win, I get. Uh, you get, du- if you no, here it is. If, no, no, I, I get two double quarter because it's two to deal, one. Deal. Two double quarter pounders with cheese. Okay. You get one Big Mac. Deal. Perfect. Cool. Okay. Um, Why do so you I'm, need two? Why not? Because it's Shut two up. One. Because if you get two double quarter pounders, because, because then if a, I win, you pounder. get one too, Dick. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, all right. Fuck you're right, you're right. you. All right. <laughs> so I'm taking. Don't throw it I'm taking the Jaguars <laughs> over the Bengals. Taylor. Uh, Jaguars better team. Okay. Josh? Yeah, uh, yeah, same Jaguars. Okay. Three points is all they have. I like them to cover that easily. Easy. Yeah. All right. Next game. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams at the Atlanta Falcons. The Matt Bryant-led yeah. Atlanta Falcons. Okay, so before you go any further, one, Austin Hooper, thank you for yeah. bailing me out this week. The only good tight end in the NFL right now. Well, yeah. I mean, listen, I'm, try- I'm trying to tell you, man. I told you guys in the no, chat. Shut up with oh, your Jacob Tammy. He learned from the best. Too. He's the greatest tight end to ever played a game. I don't think they overlapped. I don't. No, they, they did. They I did. swear to God, they did. I really don't. I don't think, think they, they did. did. I swear to tell you, they did. I, I don't think they did. I'm telling you, they did. I don't think they did. I'm certain okay. that they did Okay, not. let's just look it up after. All right, This fine. is your team. <laughs> uh, you're one in five. Yep. You're, you're really bad. Yep. Your coach is really bad. No, okay, your coach is really bad. You're, you're not really bad. Worst. You're one, you are what your record says you are. You're mm-hmm. really bad. You're yep. one in five. You're oh, in the running for the first overall pick right now. Yeah, I know. Your kicker is your best part of your team. It's not true. So, who's going to win Rams at... Falcons. Rams. <laughs> Obviously. Any elaboration there? No. <laughs> Taylor, can you play the sound for me? What? Because they, they stink? Oh, yeah. I got they you. I got, stink. I got you. Um, okay, so while you're looking that up, um, I'll take it. So, uh, yeah, the Rams. Um, <laughs> although the Rams, I, I said coming in the year, I didn't think they'd take this much of a step back. I knew they would take a step back. Um, they... You know, fucking, what's his name? Jared Goff, he only completed eight passes on Sunday. Yeah. He completed eight passes. And I've been one of these people that says, Goff is good, but he ain't good like they paid him. No. I would take Dak Prescott over Jared lot, Goff dude. any day of the week. Any day of the week. Um, and Todd Gurley is not going to be in the league that much longer with that offensive line. <laughs> <laughs> That's for the Falcons. You couldn't find they stick. There, there you go. go. Yeah, they stink. They're the worst. Um, yeah, so the Rams, I we don't know if Jalen Ramsey's playing this week yet. It hasn't been determined. It seems like it's 50-50 right now. Yeah. I'm going to guess he plays. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like the idea of them not having as many pieces because it makes Wade Phillips get a little more creative with his defense, and yeah. that's when he's best. 
Uh, I think it's going to be high scoring. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they couldn't score last week against the 49ers, the Rams. Anyone can score against the Falcons right now. That is true. Um, so I'm going to take the Los Angeles Rams as well. Taylor? Um, I'm actually going to take the – I just, here's the thing. Both these teams, betting, picking, I get fucked. So like, Yeah, true. I don't like either of them, to be honest. But, I mean, if I really it's had like to my pick – My cousin Vinny, either way, you're getting fucked. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <fun. laughs> um, I'll actually – you know, I'll go against you, dear, and I'll, uh, I'll, take, I'll take the Falcons. Okay, I think good. the Falcons are due for a win. I mean, they, they've I mean, been they are, but if you look at their fucking schedule, man, they – they might, they might uh, lose out. I mean, like, uh, like they might lose out. They're due for a win. If they you, lose you got, this week, the Dan re- Quinn gets fired. You, right? you got, I fucking hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was reading some fucking shit on Falcons Twitter today. This guy goes out here and he says, "We're just not doing anything right defensively." Oh, you're not. <laughs> Thank oh, yeah, God I he saw had this that fucking tweet. defensive genius as a head coach to tell us that we're not doing anything right defensively. You know, I saw Are that you know, tweet. Are you a wizard? <laughs> you know, it, it drives me nuts. It really, really, really does. I can't wrap my head around the fact that. You have a team that has Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Devontae Freeman, Calvin Ridley, Muhammad Sanu, Grady Jarrett, Deion Jones, Desmond Trufant, and you can't win more than one fucking game. How do you do that? Those but, are eight. Those well, are eight guys they, that could be top flight starters on other teams. Well, this, the, the easy answer is they they don't really have a pass rush. Yeah, and they don't really have an offensive line, so they're not being able to control the ball. You on know, either I side. was I was thinking about it, and I was looking at at some. Uh, you know, some a little bit more in, in depth offensive stats. And at first I was like, Oh, you know, Freeman's coming back from injury. He's not he just hasn't gotten it, you know, sure. his you know, that killer instinct back yet. Yeah. And they can't run the fucking ball, but the guy is going off in the passing game. Well, he's yeah, got like he's got like six he's got no running touchdowns. Lanes. He's got no running lanes. He's got he's got as space, many he can do it. He's got almost as many receiving yards as Julio Jones does. Well, it's it's proven. You I know, mean, if he doesn't have any running lanes, he's not going to do shit. But you get him in open space, he can still go. So where where are the guards? Yeah. Where's the center? It, it's pretty simple. You I know, mean, Alex Mack is playing hurt right now. He's been missing a lot of snaps. I love um, Alex Mack. I think he's a great offensive lineman. But again, you know, but they really don't have anything else. Like the, yeah. the rest of the, the the line is banged up. They're hurt. I mean, you gotta you gotta you gotta look. Because, I mean, your offensive core is still there and it will be for a little bit. Um, if you really do lose out or maybe you go 3-13 and 13 and you're in the top three, and the, the, your first your first round pick has to be an offensive lineman. No. You absolutely I think it's offensive lineman. Nah, it has to be. That's how bad it is, bro. have to go secondary. I wouldn't, well, I, the I, thing is, well, because coming into free agency, from what I understand, because I don't think Jalen Ramsey re-signs with the Rams. Yeah, I'm I don't kind of leaning so. that way too. I, I don't think so because the Rams suck, and he was mad that the Jaguars aren't great. Yeah, yeah. and what's happening now in fair, LA? You fair. know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying Atlanta's gonna land Jalen Ramsey. That's the first thing what I'm saying. But they can but certainly try. Would that be the worst thing to no. have Jalen Ramsey and, and Trufant on well, the other here, side, and then when Keanu Neal comes back, I'm that's in, a formidable I'm in secondary. With Taylor here, um, your your window with Matt Ryan is about four years, maybe less right than now. that, maybe and two. That's going to be a lot less if that offensive line can't keep him upright and take some of the pressure off him. So if there is a stud offensive lineman up there, um, you got to like, take him. If, like if you got someone like like for me for my money, and I'm still mad Denver didn't pick him when they had the chance. Even though I'm happy we got Bradley Chubb, I would have taken. Well, actually, I think I picked before that, but Quentin Nelson would have been my pick. He was Quentin, the third pick that year. That's what I'm saying. We yeah. were five, we got Bradley Chubb at five, but yeah. if he was still there, that's who I wanted. Because Quentin Nelson, for my money, is a Hall of Famer at the end of his career. That's how good. Well, right he is. now he's on that track. It's way too early to claim. Obviously, that. it's only his second year. But what I'm saying is, if you got someone, if that's the case. Bob like Sanders should have been a Hall of Famer, right? Yeah. But what, no, but what, yeah, but what get, I'm saying, point. that's that's the kind of guy you need. You yeah. need that fiery guy I, I, on the I'd inside agree of your line. Because in this league, you're only going to go as far as your quarterback. While you do need secondary, um, you can find secondary in the later rounds. If you can find that stud offensive lineman that you could just plug and play instantly as a rookie. A corner is going to take a lot longer to develop yeah, uh, sure. compared to an offensive lineman. But um, so 
Rams, Rams, Falcons. Yes. Um, next game, San Francisco 49ers at the Washington Redskins. 49ers, one of the last undefeated teams in the league with probably the most impressive victory of the year over the Rams, what they did to them. Uh, their defense this year is shutting down every top wide receiver in the league and the Redskins do not have a top wide receiver. They have some nice young ones, sure, but it's in the second they're not playing the Dolphins. You're not playing the Dolphins. No. You're not going to win fucking 17-16. It's not going to happen. The 49ers are too good on both sides of the ball. Um there although there are, are some reports right now that Dwayne Haskins will get his first start as a quarterback. Interesting wrinkle. Maybe, no. but the 49ers are going to crush them. They're 10-point favorites on the road. It's not all that interesting. You're literally throwing Dwayne Haskins. Because, like, they didn't want Dwayne. Well, Gruden didn't want Haskins. The guy, uh, Snyder, wanted Haskins. And now what's happening is they're going to throw him to uh, arguably to the, the best defense, in, in yeah. second-best defense in the NFL. Behind third, New I'd England. say third. I'd say, I think New the Saints England. are the second-best. That's personally. Fair. Behind, yeah, New England and New Orleans. Yeah. Um, but... I, listen, it was it's hard for me because I thought San Francisco was gonna be good, not this good. Yeah, yeah. But with I the way they dismantled, card, I didn't think this good. The way they dismantled LA, that's again, I said it was, gonna, it was gonna be a statement game for LA because I thought they were gonna win. It was the total opposite. Absolutely. San Francisco is for real. The Garoppolo is for real, and I really Ugh. truly you fuck yourself. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And it and I really truly believe. I like him too. Yeah. I love Nick Bosa going at. Uh, what the fuck, Baker Mayfield, going back to college in yeah, Ohio but Richard State. Richard Sermon ruined all that goodwill by being a lion twat. That was dumb. That was really dumb. Which, by the way, and also this, this is some of the best football Richard Sermon's played since he's, he's playing left out Seattle. Of his fucking he's mind. really good he's right back now. To being Richard, he's back on PEDs. Now, <laughs> but again, San Francisco against Washington. Washington stinks. Yeah, yeah San Francisco is going to crush. This is going to be you're the taking San Francisco one. too. This is uh, the yeah, Kyle game. Shanahan. Uh... Tevin Coleman, two guys that I wish were still in Atlanta. Did you see what Kyle Shanahan said today about his time in uh, Washington? No. Asked him like what he enjoyed Washington. about when he he was with when his dad was oh, the head right, coach. Right, right. He said uh, yeah. they asked him what he liked about um, his time in Washington. And he's like, oh, coaching with my dad. I asked him what he didn't like. He said, the environment. <laughs> he's like, the culture, pretty well. Yeah, it's the fucking Redskins. the most dysfunctional organization. It's Dan Snyder, who's the worst He thinks he's sports. Jerry Jones. Uh, yep. Next game. Jerry Jones won the, championships. The though. Los Angeles Chargers at the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Titans, uh, two-point favorites at home, believe it or not. Because the Chargers are reeling. Uh, really, really hurting from the loss of Mike Pouncey in the middle. And Melvin Gordon's been beat up. Doesn't look like Melvin Gordon. But that means a lot when your fucking Pro Bowl center's out. Um, Chargers are reeling big time. The Titans are really making the switch from Marcus Mariota to Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. And I'm going to go with my guy, Ryan Tannehill, to beat the Los Angeles Chargers at home. Um, he played pretty well when he came in in relief of Marcus Mariota. He, I think he went 12 for 14 uh, for 144 yards. Marcus Mariota played uh, almost three full quarters and only had 88 yards uh, before he had a goal line interception. Um, I think the Titans are very much like the Vikings. We've said this all year. We saw what they did to certain teams, what they did to the Browns. They come back and they lay an egg against the Bills. Mm. I think Tannehill gives them something a little bit different because he's more willing to drive the ball down the field. He's more decisive in his reads. And believe it or not, he can actually hit a screen pass, something Marcus Mariota has forgotten how to he do. Because he'll um, run himself. The Chargers aren't doing anything right right now. They're starting out slow. They're not. They're coming up. They're coming up late and almost making it close. Almost making it close. Um, and I think that the Chargers are way closer to being a six-win team than they are a ten-win team. Not that the Titans are any good, but at home I'm going to take the Titans. Uh, I'm going to take the Titans too. Um, I just think it. See, I keep wanting to say San Diego because it's and the, Taylor Lewan is back this week, by the way, as it well. Was the PED suspension? Yeah, or something PED like that. suspension. Taylor um, Lewan's back. It just. Huge upgrade. Huge upgrade. It's hard for me to say this about a division rival who I've hated for a very long time. It. I honestly, and we talked, again, we talked about it earlier in the week. I feel bad for the Chargers. 
I feel I bad for Philip Rivers. I feel no, like I feel bad for like a a franchise that is was so storied in San Diego. Fifty six fucking years you were in San Diego, and ownership does the city like that because they won't be blackmailed into giving a brand new stadium. No one wants the Chargers in L A. They're irrelevant in L A. The problem it's was the but when they were there, people stopped caring in San dude, Diego. They couldn't. They they dude like hotel businesses went no, out because I, people stopped visiting to see games because it was a dump of a stadium. Having a stadium obviously goes a long way, but. There's only one California team, and that's the San Francisco 49ers. The Raiders are the Raiders. People stop caring. They're still a strong fan base, but they're going to Las Vegas. Not, the yeah, Rams right. barely have fans. Way well, more I, fans because they used but, to be there. But, yeah, to be at one point used to be the LA Rams. One point used to be the LA Raiders. Um, but I, I I feel better at the Rams in LA than I than I would do San Diego. Like, Jesus fucking Christ, the Chargers in LA. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, yeah. For sure. No the, one gives a shit. The Chargers are the redhead. The Chargers are. I almost said something really bad. Oh God! <laughs> no, Buy sponsorships. No. The Chargers are the little stepbrother to the Rams right now. They're yeah. playing in a soccer stadium the that Jets barely holds thirty thousand people, and they like, have more Steelers fans in there. They were so losing pissed. to a third-string quarterback, making his first NFL. start Dude. and getting lit up. Yo, they were so they were so pissed. Back-to-back weeks, they came out flat. That they were playing the visiting team's. Keenan Allen's mouthing off on Twitter about I, it. I, dude, I would be too. It's just a terrible situation to be in. For, well, he's not even like, mouthing about the fans. He's mouthing off about the team. He's saying uh, he, they were like, it's getting really old seeing the Chargers start out like this. And he said, yeah, same old shit. Like, you're part of the problem, dude. I, they, I they, it's it, You are the one not putting up points in the first quarter. You're part of that offense that's struggling. It's not Keenan Allen's fault well, entirely or even majority. And, and it's not even that bad of a roster either. I mean, you still got Joey Bosa and Melvin I think Ingram. They over, I think they overachieved last year personally. The loss of Derwin James hurt a lot more than everyone thought. The loss of Mike Pouncey is brutal. I'm, I mean, you're, look, you're looking at get, you're looking at two of the biggest guys on both sides of the ball, Derwin James, yeah. Mike Pouncey. It's hard, and that's Phil why Brim. I picked the Chargers not to make the playoffs when I saw the Derwin James injury and mm-hmm. how long he was going to be out. But I didn't mean to go on that tangent. But you're taking the Titans. Taking the Titans, Josh. How is uh, Tannehill going to the tight end? Oh, he's usually really good at that. He okay. likes going on the tight end. Delaney, I need Delaney Walker. Walker. I need Delaney Are you starting Walker. Delaney so Walker are you this taking week? the Titans and hope for that? I am, yeah. He's actually um, pretty good. You know how many times he threw at the Anthony Fasano for touchdowns? Fasano, Charles Clay. Dude, I just, Joey, yo, Charles I'm Clay actually, I'm, I'm, probably, I'm on enough swing in fantasy. If I have another win this week, I'm right back in the playoff race. That so. means you're going to lose this week. And and you're I, gonna no, lose, no, you know, because yeah. I'm embracing how bad my team has been. I changed my team name. I had a To what? I had a play on my team name was a little bit of pun on Andrew Luck, and then obviously the Colts have had a really good luck. Hey, Twitter world. That, uh, so fuck me, right? So I changed it to, uh, my team name is just 28 to 3. You even making, I can't even be mad at you. That's pretty good. That's my Mine's name is shit. I am 1 0 since changing my team name. To is your team name the double entendres? <laughs> no. It's, it's just, uh, my, uh, my team name is just Miller Time. Miller yeah. Time. Okay. Um, next game. This is a good game. Um, the Baltimore Ravens at the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks three and a half point favorites at home with. The league-leading MVP in Russell Wilson. Easy. Mm-hmm. Um, Taylor. Seahawks, better defense. I think they're going to contain Lamar Jackson to an extent. Uh, I just don't think the Ravens are good enough offensively they to go against... They do get Marcus Peters this week, who yeah, you can plug and play, because now it's going to take it's going to take pressure off Earl Thomas Dude, with everything fucking, he's been doing. It doesn't matter. Marcus Peters stinks now. Like, That's he, not true. He had the one That's good year in Kansas City, That's not and that true. was it. What are you talking about? He's got 24 interceptions in the last four years, and he's one of the top 15 man corners, which is what he's going to be moving to now in Baltimore, next to Earl Thomas, who's going to make him better, because he doesn't have to have as many assignments and tackling. Yeah, he did so great in the last year and a half in LA. No, he's a, he's a feast or famine player. If you put 
him in zone, he's going to suck. If you put him in man, he's really, really hard to beat. I'm just he's graded you, out positively every every single place. He only gave up three touchdowns last year. He's only given up two this year. Um, I think it, I think it's going to be hard for him week one to do this. I'm taking the Seahawks with I'm you. I'm taking the Seahawks. I'm just yeah. saying, Marcus Peters. It's just it's so easy with a guy like him to show the highlights of him getting burnt, but. 24 Listen, interceptions the last just, four years. But you're also on three different teams in the last four years. You're also years. talking to someone who played him twice a year for two years when he yeah. was in Kansas City. Yeah. Believe me, I know Marcus Peters very fucking well. And he well. was better when Eric Berry was on the field because it's, you put him next to a good safety. Yeah, Look, Yeah, but Eric Berry was great. This is the, the, the well, Earl, Earl Thomas Tom- is a, he's still is good. a shell he's still, of his he's still though, good, bro. He's still good. Look what he did to Mason Rudolph. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, That's bad. Uh, I am going to go with my current Super Bowl favorite. Uh, my... League MVP and your New York Yankees second baseman Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. Josh, there are a lot of things you do that piss me off, and that's not one of them. <laughs> Honestly, you guys could use I him in the lineup. The right now. <laughs> you really could. Oh yeah, yeah. God. I would. Uh, I would replace. Uh, I would replace. I would, I would replace. I would replace. <laughs> Can we touch on that briefly when we're done? Yeah, with this, sure, please. Sure, sure. I'm actually like super excited about it. <laughs> okay, um, so we're all taking the Seahawks in that one. Uh, uh, next game: the New Orleans Saints at the Chicago Bears. Uh, the Saints are three point favorites on the road. Bears coming off the bye week and the loss in London to the Raiders. Um, really? Your division rival, points? Josh. You mm-hmm. pick first. Uh, so I, I just I went with my Super Bowl hopeful in the last pick, and now I'm going to go with who probably is going to be the NFC representative in the Super Bowl. The New Orleans Saints. Okay, fair. Okay. Yeah. Same. Same. We're, so we're all taking the same. I'm literally yeah. being, I'm going to be like just so this, vague about this it. This is the, the one game coming up for the Saints besides the Panthers games that actually has me a little worried because the Bears defense is good enough to shut down what the Saints can do. Okay. You know, the Jaguars played really well against the Saints. Um, their defense, they, they've shown if you have a good defense, Teddy is good enough to win, but he's not good enough to get that 10, 14, 20 point victory. He has, he, that's not his game. That's not who he is. Three, seven, but five. I think, yeah. I think once Drew Brees comes back, the Saints are going to be even better because they're, they're learning how to have to win in different ways. Well, I'll tell you what, it, uh, what was it? Someone posted a video of uh, Drew throwing a football. I think it was he's, last week. He's, not he's, far he's, he's looking all and right. There's no push for him to rush back with how they're playing. I just think that um, the Bears, I don't like anything they're doing on so offense. I just cracked myself up because um, I'm thinking of the video of what's his name? Fucking, I'm ready, coach, put me in. It's Aaron Hicks throwing the baseball <laughs> on Twitter. So we're all taking the Saints? Yeah. Uh, next game, uh, Mon- or Sunday night game, division, big NFC East matchup. The Philadelphia Eagles coming off the loss. Like uh, the Dallas Cowboys like losing to the Jets in, in Dallas. Dallas are three-point favorites at home. I'm going with the Eagles. Dude, I'm, I'm like turning in the rain. I'm like thinking the, about this game. Like in my betting, I'm like, I'm turning, I, I, don't, I don't like this game. I, I don't, I don't really, like this game. I'm not really picking the Eagles in this game. I love the Eagles in this game because Doug Peterson fucking called out Josh Jason Garrett's man card and he said did. we guarantee victory. He He's punking the fuck out well, of him. Okay. He's punking the fuck out of him because now the pressure is on the fucking Cowboys to prove him wrong. Okay, so I'm going to pull a Boomer Sison because he did the same thing Don't this morning. Don't touch the money? No, well, that too. Um, where he's like, no, he, did, he didn't actually say guarantee. He said we're going to win a football game. Yeah, yeah, but it's the same but thing as guarantee. The, the implication he said we're win. was to put the pressure on Dallas to feel like they got to step up. But he didn't say guarantee. Sure, sure, I get what you're saying. Yeah. No, no, I'm just being, a, I'm just being a jerk uh, yeah. because Boomer did the same shit mm-hmm. this morning. But what I'm saying is, is that 
I, I, I hate both of these teams just because I think the Eagles are fraudulent. I think that whole division is fraudulent. A lot of teams are fraudulent right now No, but in I think that whole division, even though, listen, the Cowboys, to me, on paper, are the best team in that division. But, but they might have the worst coaching outside of the Giants. Garrett has to go. I literally feel so fucking bad for Justin. By the way, I want to met when we do our picks, uh, shame on Jets fans everywhere for what you did to Justin and his fucking family yeah, at, over fair, the weekend. Serious. Fair. Um, and congrats to the person that backed Justin up because that is one ride or die individual for not real. saying names yes, but for real. You're, you're tougher than him um, but <laughs> facts um, I will uh, I'll just I'm, I'm gonna take the Eagles even though I'm biting my tongue because this is a game where did you see Dallas that? could get back on track because the way the Eagles played shitty defense did against Minnesota did you see Minnesota? that wonderful Cowboys stat from their loss to the Jets Ugh. NFL teams are 90 and 1 since 1991 when they win time of possession total yards turnovers, pick up 25 first downs, and convert at least 10 or more third down attempts. The Cowboys lost to the Jets on Sunday is the one loss. (laughs) (laughs) You just said how bad you felt for Justin. (laughs) I know, I still feel bad. I I said that to Justin too and he was cracking up. It's 90 Um, and 1. Josh, who are you taking? Jesus. Yeah, right. You don't like it either, right? I think this uh, is I don't like. Either. I think this is the breaking point for Dallas with Jason Garrett. I think this is going to be the. He's got to so go. So on man. one point, Dallas needs to win. See? So do the right. Eagles. On the other point, they're both three and three. They are in theory it. better than the Eagles right now. See, that's my thought. Process. But good coaching can Eagles, overcome an inferior staff. The Eagles look like they're going to get Deshaun Jackson back in this game. Yeah, yeah, that's big. Take the top off the defense. <sighs> and I exactly am very reluctantly, game. very. Unassuredly taking the Eagles in See, this game. I'm okay. ba- basically, everything you just said, I completely agree with. So it's funny. We had all different picks, and in the last five games. We have exactly the same. Yeah, so I'm interested to see what the Monday night game we go with. Oh, really? Um, the New England Patriots. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, 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 listen. I don't know. I don't know. You were higher on the Jets than any of us coming in the year, and they looked much better, even though they lost all the peripheral stats. Uh, the New England Patriots at the New York Jets. The Patriots, nine and a half point favorites on the road. Um, For Patriots, my money, if Sam Darnold did not get mono. The Jets would not be a one. They'd probably team be a right five hundred team, honestly. Yeah. yeah, right. I mean, because Adam Gaze, we've seen him do this before. Where, oh man, it looks like he figured it out. In the next game, they fucking score ten points to the quarterback at sack six times. Yes, New, against New England, and New England's coming to New York. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah. Uh, I'm taking the Patriots. Of We're course, all taking the Patriots. Yes. What's the spread? Nine and a half points. That's not even the biggest spread of the week. No, well, my, they're not oh, playing Miami. It's a, no, it's a half. Well, it's what is it? A half a point compared to what Washington, San Francisco, whatever. Who cares? Well, no, Buffalo, Miami, seventeen. <laughs> that line makes me want to throw up. Yeah, Seriously, seventeen. Um, I, I think the I think the Jets will cover this at nine and a half. Um, their defense is really good, and Greg Williams called a brilliant game against the Cowboys. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say this. Guess what? Fuck that. I am changing my pick. I want the Cowboys because I bet the Eagles last week. If it wasn't for and the they Eagles. Fucked you? I would have hit not one, but two parlays. They fucked me out of easy $1,200 last week. Fucking assholes. Well, well, good. Um, I mean, good. (laughs) So, so let me ask. So, do you think the Jets have any chance in this game? I think they have a shot. Josh? There's always a chance. I think... you play to, thanks, Herm. You play yeah. to win the game. Yeah, no, so I'm you're like, telling me there's a chance. <laughs> Lloyd, yeah. you know, Lloyd no, Christmas, I mean, probably like a day, million to one. In any division game, whenever you're the home team, there's Not a division. chance. Yeah. But Jets the fans Patriots, will be fired up on Monday night for sure. It'll be the, loud. The Patriots, to me, their offense is horrifying me, the Patriots. Look better than they have in the last. No, their defense. Yes, the offense is really, and Tom Brady's not playing well. Tom Brady is showing the first signs I've seen what looks like aging because he's missing on throws that we're used to seeing him hit. He's never, 
ever, besides Randy Moss, been a good deep ball thrower. The idea that he throws a good deep ball is entirely a myth created by Skip Bayless. Entirely. It, the, the stats prove this. But intermediate throws, the, uh, the 15 to 30 yard pass that he can hit going down the sideline, well, one they, of the best well, ever. Those the, stats are going well, down. That, well, that's the bread and butter. That's why James White has been so successful. That's why Correct. Kevin Falk was so successful. Why do you think Wes Welker was the greatest slot receiver in the history yeah. of football? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like um, the, the Jets, the only chance they have at winning this game is holding the Patriots under 13 points, and I don't think they'll be able to. Mm-hmm. Um, I, despite their offensive struggles, I don't think they'll be able to. I do think that the Jets will cover the nine and a half. I agree with that. I think but it's going to be like a, a 14-10 kind of game. It could work. Um, it's Like I said, and for the reasons that Josh said, division game and the Jets are at home. I'm obviously hoping and that, that we get another butt fumble. I hope that it's like I don't think so. that, that Thanksgiving game that was so wonderful going into our 14-hour <laughs> shift at Best Buy <laughs> and seeing and the we butt fumble right that, before yeah. I left. I was so thrilled. There's been two moments in football at Best Buy that made me happy. That one and the miracle at the Meadowlands, too, and hearing all everyone in the store watching it start to melt down while I was on top of the ladder. Brilliant, but we're all taking the pieces. Yeah, no, that, yeah that, was like, uh, that was like, Greg, hey, I need you in appliances uh, for midnight on Black I Friday. Remember, I remember a better football experience. Which? Uh, so it was a Sunday. Mm-hmm. It was... Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish it. Go ahead. It was a certain uh, AFC championship game? Was no, it? it was a Super Bowl. Bowl. Are you talking about the no, Flacco? No, no, Flacco, ta- are, are you talking about Flacco burning Divisional the series. Divisional series oh, against divisional, the Ravens. Against the Ravens. Ravens. You're talking about. It, was, uh, yeah. it was during that time period where there was no manager that anybody took seriously, so we just had all, the football game on all the TVs Wait, on the Wait, do you mean wall? the entire time we worked there? True. <laughs> <laughs> True. No, that's, that's a joke. There um, a few that we did. And, uh, Stop. And we had we had the Ravens Broncos game on all the TVs on the heat wall, so you just couldn't escape it. Yeah, yeah. And while it was happening, to him, no, come on, <laughs> what the fuck? Customers Take everywhere. Shit on me. <laughs> uh, shit on a bum. What, was that better <laughs> than bum the, shits uh, on me? Was that better than the Seahawks Broncos Super Bowl? You know what? It was better in the sense that it was. So public, work. so public, and there was an audience, and it was in public, and, and it wasn't just employees. This guy's an idiot. Fuck? Hey, you want to buy this fucking TV? As he punches it, <laughs> I was so fucking. That was pissed great. Off, I remember dude. watching that at my ex's house, and I oh, just I, okay. I think I texted Taylor instantly, and I was like, "Did you see that?" Wait, hold on, <laughs> hold on. So wait, hold on. So you, you you misremember that? That happened. I was at death row at Nick's house. What you remember was the first was twenty fifteen. The Broncos were playing the Giants, and they were in all orange. And our asshole friend Russ was like, "Wow, those uh those jerseys are really orange, huh?" <laughs> They're really orange. And then naturally, Bob, well, you know, they really are orange. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm sitting there, and then like, no Sean Moreno runs for a touchdown, and it's like, oh, so orange, orange jerseys. Shut the fuck up! In front of all the customers, right? <laughs> they poked at the isms. That, that wasn't even the worst part. So then when that happens, um, where fucking Raheem Moore can't play a deep ball for Jacoby Jones for the fucking life of him, is that... I'm at death row at Nick's house. That happens. And then they lose in overtime. I go outside. I don't say a word to no one. Kind of like when you poured water on me. Silent. <laughs> That's how you know I was pissed. Chase us with your baby dick out. It's fine. <laughs> and I fucking, I just took a chair. And I tossed it, and it went You through the liner of their pool. You threatened to punch Colucci's nose hair off at the Well, I mean, I'd be doing him a favor if I did. <laughs> Good thing, the, uh, I, I hope we got the, the last pick on the video, because I think we hit the video limit. Well, it works out. Hey, hey, Kaluch, who do you want them to it's take? Incarna- I don't care, but who do you want them to take Encarnacion out for? Huh? He, we said it, Russell Wilson. 
<laughs> I was asking him though. I know what he want, and that would actually kind of work. Okay, so that's great. So we got our football picks and out the way. Like that. Now, oh my God. Now listen, I would say honest to God, last five minutes, Josh. Yeah, I think we're good. Yeah, yeah we're, we're good. We're good. So I was, I, I, I know we, we again discussed it very briefly. I know you said that you think the series is over. I kind of disagree with you, but I also want to say you're not... When you say the series is over, you just think that it's going to go seven, but they'll lose in seven. But you're not freaking out about it like everyone the fuck else is. I think he's just accepted a loss in the series. Yeah, you know, the way I look at it is... So so it's now all a... A timing thing, right? So you're looking at you got to look at it from this perspective. So they didn't play the game today, which means now they're going to play tomorrow, and you're going to get Tanaka on full rest. Just I had I had a better feeling about the bullpen game today. Mm-hmm. Now you got to play four straight games, and yeah. you're going to be relying on your bullpen in all four games. Yeah, because you're going to have so so you're going to have Tanaka versus uh, uh, Granky, which winnable, very winnable, winnable. and then you're going to have a bullpen game. Against Verlander, against Verlander, and then a bullpen game. Against Cole again? Oh, no, it's going to be Paxton against Cole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not at number four. <laughs> what is he? Yeah. At number uh, four. I Honestly, I four. would rather, I would rather... Kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy for me. I'd rather kill myself because the Nationals are in the fucking series. This is series. crazy for me saying, but I would rather at home Paxton versus Verlander than... Yes, I agree with that. I don't hate that. that That's not bad. Because it's winnable because he's been better at home. Yeah. Uh, I, I so agree if with that you entirely. if you run Tanaka tomorrow and then you run Paxton on Friday, you give yourself the opportunity to win two games. Yeah. And then you go back to Houston and you play a bullpen game yeah. against Cole. And you use your strong bullpen guys in that game. Start the game out with fuck it. Start the game with Sabathia. He's been there. Might as well. He's got the pedigree. Let him go two innings. Take him out, replace him with Severino. I agree. Let Severino go two, three innings, and then from there you go to your I don't know if I go to Severino next. I might go to Britain next just for the simple reason that... Say you get that you get the two innings out of Sabathia, you get a good inning out of Britain. Mm-hmm. Now you can use Severino for four, five, six, maybe even seven. Yeah. And you can get that bridge to mm-hmm. get to Adovino and then Chapman. Yeah. Yeah. To me. And all things considered, Sevi did not pitch bad yesterday. No, considering no. how poorly he started Dude, what, and how what, what he, was his it? pitch count was that high. Was yeah. it was Nin- very good. Ninety two pitches in going into four, the fourth you know, yeah. So you so you in that game you give yourself the disadvantage. So you, your your hitters have got to figure out Cole. And if they fit and they figure out no, Cole, no. you know, then then well, you give yourself a shot. But they the actually, thing about they kind of did yesterday, but their though. approach at the plate was horrendous. Mm-hmm. They were aggressive with no one on, and then or they were not they were not aggressive with when there was nobody on base. Then there's runners on base, and they're swinging at the first and third pitches. Like, I actually agree with you very much because you have to take advantage of Cole's mistakes early on. Yeah. Runner on first and second. Why Gardy did you has not to bunt. bunt Gardner? You have why to. Why did you, you have not to. bunt Gardner? You first off, why is Gardner in the three hole? Yeah. Why is he? Glaber should be in the three hole. No, he should be. Glaber or Judge in the three hole. Gardner is a prolific two hitter. Mm-hmm. He's a contact well, hitter. You could put him on there so, and then play a hit and run. Where so, was the hit and run against Cole? Where were the stolen bases well, against Cole? You had all these base runners. He didn't walk four people all year until that game, well, and you took no aggression on the base pass. Well, yeah. what's so what's what's your thought on say having Lemayhu lead Glaber to Judge three? What is that? What is that? Because because. Okay, so Boone was on with with Mike today, and he said that he's got he's got Hicks going again tomorrow, mm-hmm. and he has I want to there's another left-handed bat he has three left-handed bats in the lineup tomorrow, and he wants to kind of space out the guys because he doesn't want all three lefties at once, but he doesn't want his three best hitters in the top of the order, and then everything else sucks. Yeah. So, would you want to have Lemayhu, Glaber, Judge, ideally, and then have the rest of the lineup come out say, Guardy, uh, Hicks, 
and then uh, Geo or Shella. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, so I would space or would it, you space it out? I would space it out. So what okay. I would do is I would do LeMahieu, uh and then uh, Glaber, and then Judge, and then I would go. I would go Gardner next. Okay. Maybe Hicks. Maybe the, Hicks. What, what, my personal ideal Hicks defensively lineup, is like my, I like that. My, my personal me. ideal lineup for them in this series and where they need to score runs and they need mm-hmm. to be aggressive would be Lemayhu, mm-hmm. Gardner, Torres, Judge, Sanchez. Uh, then you can mix and match Gio, Encarnacion, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then will you throw Didi <laughs> at nine? That wouldn't be terrible. You, you know what you uh, you gotta you gotta give bad. Didi a chance at some point. Um, you gotta give him more of a chance, and not to, you gotta yeah. be, you well, really gotta protect Labor because Labor guys chances like Sanchez, who you know he's got some big postseason home runs, but I think he's a one fifty seven career postseason hitter. It's mm-hmm. just it, it's one of those things where I think Sanchez kind of like he kind of shrinks in the, in the limelight, especially Didi's in got New that York. Clutch gene, man. And yeah, you know, he's he, a big game listen, player, and so does Torres. Didi was that. five feet away from hitting a three run home run last night. Yeah, and to be and fuck you, John Sterling, well, for making me think that call it was it was high. It was far. It was at the wall. Well, it probably would have been <laughs> home run if, if the league didn't switch the baseballs for the postseason like they've done. Yeah. That, you got a short porch from right field. How can you not fucking do that? There, I've seen at least five flyouts to the outfield warning track that would have been home runs in the regular season. They changed the baseballs. It's, it's been Again, a lot of people are saying the that the drag on them is entirely different. It's and of course, now. when the climate's a little different, it'll drag less. But the the actual physics of it yeah. show the baseballs different. But let's wrap this up. We actually went pretty long. Yeah, uh, two hours and fifteen minutes. Um, so this is episode seventy three. You watch, I listen. Again, thank you to. Bet DSI. Um, Shots for likes. Promo code YWIL. Free deposit or free $25 wager and a bonus match on your deposit. So make that fucking deposit. Shout out Shots for likes. Shout out Lobo Sound. Homies. Um, And we will see you guys next week. Later. Peace.